Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast with your pals Tom and Neil. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, end of the year. Well, not end of the year, but it's our top 10 of the year, right? Top 10 of 2022. This is a big this one, I the, guess. This, this is the episode that everyone waits for so we can tell them what they should listen to. Exactly, exactly. Now, it's funny, um, a friend of mine, I think who writes for uh, Razor Cake um, yep. on Facebook, I've known him since uh, skating days uh, from Canada. And um, he just put up his top 15 of the year. Okay. And, and and it just shows the wide variety this year. I didn't have, we didn't have a single uh, album in common from his top 15 and my top 10. So I just think that's interesting. And I guess that was the same with Ricky, wasn't it? Was Did Ricky have any that we have? Well, the thing with Ricky, he might not have any we have, but at least he had some stuff that was on our radar. Right. You know, we were kind of making fun of that Brooklyn Vegan list, but... I don't think there was, for one thing, I don't really think there was any punk albums on there. Not one, no. But they did a top 50. Yeah. <laughs> and it was almost all, like, emo, and, I mean, there was a few, like, I literally hadn't even heard of at least half the bands on there. It was really like a hipster's list, wasn't it? It was a it hipster's was, it list. Was, that was very hipster, yeah. What do you expect from Brooklyn Vegan, right? Hipper than thou. And I liked, on one of them, I read the review of one of them, and it said, you know, a, a Stone Dead classic, this is going to vault this band into the, you know, to the stratosphere or whatever. And it's like, I can guarantee this time in like six months, no one will have even heard this band, and you won't have played that album more than twice. You know, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, and there's also there's also it seems like there's kind of a political agenda. Like they have to have X amount of you know female bands and X amount of minority bands, and you know what I mean. That was Rather the number one, like, I think. That that was the number one. Was that uh, I can't even think of the name of the band, but it's a, uh, Soul it's a yeah Soul Glow. That's it. Yeah. Who? Uh, yeah. Once that. again, I mean, I mean they're punk-ish, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. They played locally, and I and I might have actually thought about going to see them, but I. I just wasn't going to be in town. I kind of want to see what the hype is all about, but I, I don't know. Just, I, you know, just you know, like me and Bob Villain. Yeah. Well, we're kind <laughs> of old. We're kind of old to be hyped. Like we've we've already been through the hype machine so many times that like people, you know, a band has to deliver. Yeah. So. And by the way, I just wanted to follow up. You know, I did that. I did that Bob Villain scathing review when I went did to see that. Catch any, did you catch any problems about that? I didn't. But the funny thing was, remember, I, I don't know if you remember that at all, but I said. It's because everybody who's a fan of that band doesn't listen to us. Well, probably. I can almost guarantee that. Yeah. But remember, the, I don't know if you remember, but at the time I said, you know, they come across as being like these streetwise uh, thugs or whatever. Um, but I said they're about as, uh, to me, they seemed about as middle, middle class as they come. I don't know if you remember that, but okay. um, I did a little bit of research, and the main guy, Bob, yeah, Bobby Villain, uh, the yeah. main guy who does all the all the all the big talking and stuff, his actual real name is Pascal Robinson Foster, and he's a <laughs> and he's a poet from Suffolk, so <laughs> I think I hit the nail on the head with that one. So yeah, pretending to be a big tough working class kid, and he's actually yeah. Pascal, I'll call him Pascal from now. He's a working class kid whose parents are able to fund his arts project. Indeed, indeed, yes, his poetry. Yeah. So, uh, well, anyway, there it, you go. It, you know, we kind of talked about this. So, so we we have to admit that we sort of are in a bubble. We sort of live in a bubble. You and I do with this podcast and everything else. Well, we do, but we do we do try though. I'll give us some credit. We do try. If someone yeah. Yeah, gives us stuff to listen to, we'll certainly listen to it. But it's funny, right? Because you know, we, we started in uh, nineteen, so our first year end list was year, you know, end of two thousand nineteen. Even though you know, we still had full list, even though we'd only been doing the podcast for a couple of months. Right. But 
it's like every year, you know, you know, we, we might go a slightly different direction. And a lot of times it's based on kind of what's good that year. You know, a couple of years ago, we had a lot of like pop punk bands on our list. Right. This year I have virtually no pop punk. I have only really one like hardcore band and I usually am pretty hardcore friendly or metal friendly. There was no good metal this year, but we just talked to a lot of what I would call punk and roll bands. And I, I don't know if there's like a punk and roll revival going on, or we just happen to really tap it into tap into it or what, but there's a lot of, a lot of that dominated my, my listening this year. And I think a lot of people are cool with that. And, 100%. So, 100%. Um, who, knows, who knows what next year will be, right? Yeah. And, well, I, I think that was kind of my point when I mentioned that that friend of mine from uh, who writes for Razor Cake is the fact that his top 15, Heather's top 10, Ricky's top 10, none of us have any of the same same music. Like, sometimes there'll be a consensus number one all around, right? Everyone will have a number one yeah. if there's a big album or something. But this year, there's been everybody's lists are completely different, which I find... Is that interesting? Is that refreshing? Or does that just mean there was nothing really, really good came out this year? I don't know. Well, there was no, you know, there's some bands that do kind of are able to unite people, you know, like uh, like Nightbirds are a good example. Everybody seems to like the Nightbirds, you know? Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, but it's funny because a band that's on both of our top ten lists, Slaughter Boys, yep. I think could, do, could run with that same crowd. They just don't have the name recognition yet. Right. They just need to get that get that name out there because man, I listened to that record and a couple of times it definitely struck me with real strong. Because I, I just listened to it yesterday, actually. Yeah, it is. Hit me with some real strong Nightbirds vibes. Uh, some of the songs, yeah. It, it, at points, his 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 vocal delivery reminds me of uh, just insane from Anti Flag. The way he vocalizes yeah, sometimes. They, they cover a lot of musical ground. They yep. got a little piano. They got a lot going on. Yeah, they do. That's a great so, album. It took a while to come out, but you can tell it was worth it. So the other thing I was going to say was, now, do you have a list of EPs or not really? I started putting one together, and when I looked at it just now, I was like, eh, it isn't that strong. So if you well, do, I'm happy I'm happy to talk about it, but, you know. Well, I, was, I just wanted to mention a few because we're not really going to – I'm not going to do a formal EP list, and I'm not even going to play any songs from these EPs. But there was a few that I really enjoyed over the course of the year. Okay. Go ahead. One of them was the Zonoids Proton Pack Split. Oh, you know what? I didn't get that. Fuck! I should I should listen to that. Yeah. Okay. No, it's really good. I I like both sides. I really like the Zonoids side, of course. Unfortunately, you, most of you probably know the story by now, but Zonoids appear to have split up because Neil made fun of their appearance. <laughs> is what appears to have happened. Hey, I'm not the one that kept calling one of them a troll. At least under a bridge, <laughs> that was you, my friend. All you. I'm, a, I'm afraid they're going to corner my house with one of those giant hammers and just <laughs> those giant wooden mallets and just smash my head. It'd be like. Uh, It'd be like uh, Mel Gibson and uh, Braveheart just ride their horse through. Right? Yeah. You mean completely made up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I enjoyed that one a lot. I enjoyed the jerk Welcome to Sleepaway Camp, which you actually picked up for me to show. Which I, I, I went to see them. Yeah, yeah. That was another kind of pop punk thing with like a horror theme. There's a lot of that out there. Uh, a lot of those like pop punk horror bands that I, I, I kind of dig a lot of them. I yep. think they're. Matter of fact, I think we might tap into that a little bit later. Um, I also think the Drowns Lunatics uh, EP is worth mentioning. It didn't strike the same chord with me as Under Tension did, but it's a great, great like rock and roll EP. Six yeah, songs. It's a, it's an interesting one because six songs, but a lot of the songs sound very different from each other. I right? thought so yep. that was interesting. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the other one I, I must mention, I feel like I'm forgetting one, but I don't know what it is. But the other one I would say Bishop's Green 
hadn't put out any music for a bunch of years. They put out two new EPs this year, and hmm. I think the better one was called Black Skies, and it's it's really good, like a kind of oi, street punk, Edgar Allan Poe-inspired hmm. thing. So, so they kept the faith. Off the top of my head that I can think of. And you know what? And Susie, Susie Moon's EP was really good, too, actually. That came out earlier this year. That was Animal came out this year, I think, right? Yes, and it has my favorite track on it actually of hers, which is "Gold Record Autograph." I think that's the best song. But gold, go. gold record autograph. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it is cool that none of the songs from any of the EPs were on the album, right? There was no mm-hmm. single song, which I think that's that's impressive. Well, I know we're going to talk about the Susie Moon record in a yeah. bit, but it was yeah. it was different because the the EPs were three songs, so they were really able to kind of carry a mood across three songs. Yep. Like they felt very focused. Where the album was definitely more of a you know, a collection of songs rather than a sort of, you know, one chunk of feeling for three songs. Yeah, a bit sporadic. Uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, definitely. So anyway, I'm, I know I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting an EP or two that are good, but those are the ones that really, uh, I think, deserve mentioning. You you got any to add to that list? I know you, you said you were working on it a little bit. A new band from Chicago, actually, our friend Jason Baygood. Okay. It's uh, in a new band called the Space Age Zeros. Oh, yeah, yeah. I reviewed them for... Uh, I reviewed them for... Um, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, EP. They have an EP called Blast Off, and uh, yep. it's good. It's actually it's actually very, very good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, they have a song about Susie Moon on there, funnily enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Date with Susie Moon or something. Date yeah. with Susie Moon, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's, that's a good she EP. Obviously, she has a little voice part at the beginning. She's a pretty good sport about it, I think. Yeah. Either that or they really were cre- creeping her out. But. <laughs> yeah. And the Capcom Heroes have got a new EP recorded, but it's not out yet, so... Um, that's, that will be really, really good when it, when it comes out. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It's covers. Yeah. Chicago classic covers. So it's, it's good. It's good EP. So anyway, what I think we're going to do, Neil, right, is like, I'm going to go 10-9 and then play a song and you're going to go 10-9, play a song and we're going to count it down like Casey Kasem. Indeed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to take it away, let's get right into this. Do you want to take it away with your, with your 10-9? I sure do. Now your number ten surprises me just because I know Actually, how much you, know, you love this band. Okay, you know on. what? Before we get into that, I want to before we start playing songs again. I actually want to do one more brief list. Okay, and that is honorable mentions. Okay, because at the end of the day, there was some really I, there was a a handful of really strong. I don't know that I could have made a top twenty list and had everybody be strong. But there was definitely – I got four extra bands in front of me that I did not put on my list that I think are really strong contenders that I just want to mention really quick. Okay, go ahead. I'll do the same. I get, before I get to the top ten. So the the fastest rising on the list – and I've only listened to this a couple times, but I think if I would have – if this would have come out a month earlier – this is climbing very fast, and I think it almost certainly would have made it in the top ten, if not even higher. And that is that new Oxys record. Ah, right. Yes. Just came out. It's on Deadbeat, Deadbeat Records. Uh, we had uh, Jason the Cutwitz. I, yep. I think he's a singer, right? He's a guitar player. I know. Guitar. He's oh, no. He's a guitar player. I think. I don't think he sings. But just a tremendous Dead Boys once again punk and roll type album. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's called A Date with the Oxys. Yeah. I am going to order that the first of the year. As soon as yeah. I stop the Christmas bleeding, that's probably going to be the first thing I order. Yeah, I made my list. So the other one is very similar, actually, is the the Poison Boys LP. Really enjoyed it. Just did not find room for it in my top ten. 
probably because I got a couple other like punk and roll type of things on there. And uh, but that I listened to that the other night too. Just very good album. That one's called "Don't You Turn on Me." Now, let me speak to that a minute because that yeah. was. I mean, I would make that honorable mention, but for me, it wouldn't have been an honorable mention. For me, it probably would have been top five. But we were in that um, gray area, right, where it came out digitally. Well over a year ago. It came out probably October 2021. Yeah, I think November something 2021. And the, but the vinyl didn't ship until mid-2022. So I was in that complete, what do I do? Do I list that as a 2021 album or do we list it as a 2022 and put it on this list? Because like I say, if I oh, put so it you did, So you discounted it because it I, came out last year. I did. I, I, I mean, to me, it's a, to me, it's really a 2021 album. So I well, yeah, but you, I swear when we were talking about this, you said you didn't care and you're going to put it on. Uh, I did. And then I thought about it a lot more because it's like, in that case, why not put something on from five years ago? Just because well, we got I the put, vinyl this I year. Did, well, I had a similar situation, and I ended up putting it on the list because I thought you were going to do it. Yeah, you. I mean, I know, I, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. And and, and seriously, if I had considered it a 2022, it would have been top five for me because I love that record. I love every song on that record. I think it's really, really strong. And it, is it their fault it came out a year late? Like, if it had come out on time, it would have come out, obviously, 2021. We would have got the vinyl 2021. Well, it's... So, it, and if they know. would have just well, and the thing is, the thing is, it is a matter of semantics because if they would have said, "Well, we'll hold off the digital till January 1st, but the records don't," you know what I mean? You just oh, then so, it would have been fine. Yeah, then it would have yeah, been fine. So but... I, I just I, I, so I anyway, I did not discount the one that I was struggling with the most, and uh, I thought for sure that would be in your it was going to be in your top ten, but anyway, oh well. Well, um, I mean, you could, you could go either way on it. And, uh, you know, Matt and the boys, uh, man, I love you guys. It's a great band. Um, but the fact that it was digital 2021, and I listened to it so many times in 2021 and early 2022, I listened to it so many times before the vinyl came out, that's for sure, because I knew all the songs already when I went to see them. So that's why I guess I'm counting it as a 2021 record. So. Um, All right. Yeah. Two more honorable mentions, and I'll start counting down. Um, the other ones, the the Venomous Pinks, uh, they are a female trio from I don't know Arizona. Arizona, yep. And they were one of these bands. I listened to the record. I'm like, eh, didn't really do a whole lot for me. But as I've been Spotifying over the course of the year, a lot of their tracks have been popping up, and it really another album that just really kept growing on me. And I end up, and I can't remember what the name of the album is. Mons. Vita Mons. Vita Mons. Is it? Yep. Say again? Vita, V-I-T-A, Mors, yeah. M-O-R-S. Is that like Italian for girl parts? I think it means like long live death or something like that, does it? Oh. Let, me, let, me, let me look that up. It, I thought it was like when you go to science class, this is like your mom's Venus or, you know, like they give you the Italian or they like the... Uh, oh, life and death. There we go. Oh, life and death. Okay. So a lot of people get that as a knuckle as knuckle tattoos. There you go. Did you have sex ed when you were a kid, like in middle school? Did I have sex in middle school? No, sex ed. Sex oh. education. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what a giveaway uh <laughs> did we have sex I, I not really no i don't think so well, but they but they tell you all like the but right I, had sex many times. they tell you all the right names for the parts but they were like i don't know if they're based on like latin or what but that's what i, oh, thought I know the, what you're talking about yeah i know exactly what you're talking about but that's the fast friends and the mons venus and all Ma, that, yeah. yeah that's not what this is you dirty bastard <laughs> well that's unfortunate anyway <laughs> life and death anyway this record really grew on me. I want to see. Maybe we can get them on next year. 
Well, I hope so because it's made my top five. So that's our cl- that's our classic. Like if we like a record, we'll talk to him the following year. But anyway, yeah. Um, and one last one that w- was not a good year for metal. You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big thrash metal fan, and there's some I have a soft spot for certain types of metal. I'm not very tuned into the metal community, but the I did buy the new Megadeth album, and I it's just a snooze fest. The best heavy album of the year, actually. I didn't buy Municipal Waste, which I don't know why. I usually like them a lot. Uh, was the Charger album, which is the was Tim Freeman from Rancid. It's like his Matt motor. Freeman, right? What did I say? Tim. Tim Freeman. Yeah. Tim. Tim. Tim Armstrong. Matt Freeman. You know. <laughs> yeah. Matt Freeman from uh, Rancid. It's his uh, like kind of Motorhead '80s '70s heavy metal band. They're yeah. pretty cool. It's a good. It's a good album. Actually, it's not my kind of thing, but I actually did listen to it a couple times. I actually enjoyed it, but it made me want to listen to Motorhead. <laughs> well, it's funny. It I, had, I mean, that was in my top ten for a long time because it came out early in the year, but it just kind of kind of got bumped as as time went on. Yeah, so anyway, here's my here's ten and nine for me as we sit right now. Well, hold hold on, hold on a second. Just let me see if I had any. Uh, oh, yep, sorry. Honorable mentions. That's honorable right. mentions. Well, um, obviously, Poison Boys deserve his honorable mention since he didn't put him on his list and he wanted to. Yeah, um, the Hawaiians. Oh, pop! It's probably the only pop punk band I'm even going to mention today. They're Euro- European. Yeah, the European. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't remember if they're Dutch or German or something. But uh, you know, they play that. But this is their fourth album, and they're basically all kind of the same. They're just they're fun sure. as hell. The you know funny summer kind of pop punk, you know, sing along yep. kind of songs. Um. And uh, okay, okay, two more I'm going to mention. Well, honorable mentions. So Beach Rats. Everybody raved about Beach Rats. It's like that supergroup, right, with Brian Baker and some other yep. people in it. Um, it's one of those ones where I want to like it and I feel like I should like it, but the songs just don't do it for me. They're just not good enough. You know, I mean, the the intensity is there and the speed is there and all that stuff, but the songs just don't carry it for me. They're okay, but. I wouldn't put it on, you know, unless I had to. <laughs> uh, well, that doesn't sound like a very strong honorable mention. It doesn't, does it? <laughs> um, and then uh, Hammered Hulls, which I hear everybody talking about Hammered Hulls okay, so what on is Discord. This? What is, is Hammered Hulls? Ha- Hammered Hulls is, okay, it's Alex McKay. It's Alex McKay, McKay, whatever, uh, Ian's oh, brother. Oh, uh, what's his name's brother? Yeah, Ian's brother. Um, it's his new Discord band. Okay. And... They sound exactly like, and they do it very, very well. They, but they sound exactly like like some of those later Discord band. Well, later, but the bands from like eighty eight, eighty nine, when it was starting the beginnings of emo kind of thing. Revolution Summer, or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, um, it sounds just like that. So, and I don't, I never particularly liked that in the first place. Embrace, you know, stuff like that. It sounds just like that. Lots of... Uh... So all your honorable mentions you don't really like. <laughs> well, well, I saw so many people raving about this fucking record. I felt like I had to check it out. And it's okay. It isn't It isn't terrible by any means. I see exactly what they're doing. If you like that kind of thing, if you like Embrace and Beefeater and some of those other bands, you will fucking love this, and I could see why you would. But um, it, I turned it off after four songs. It just wasn't doing much for me. Now, one band is I thought was interesting that wasn't on your list that I thought would be was the Mud City Manglers. Because I know you they, saw them. Yeah, yeah, but they no new record this year. Yeah, they had one called Heart Full of Hate. It was a 2022 record. Oh, that's a reissue for like 2000. Oh, it is? Oh, my bad then. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, bought, I actually bought that record this year. Okay, <laughs> there you go. I Put it on your list. No, that's a reissue. They've only got like two full links and they're like 
18 years apart or something. Or oh, 17. wow. Okay, never mind then. If I'm not mistaken, I, I might be mistaken about that. But yeah, no, that's a great record too. No, and I, I've enjoyed it this year, but no, that was not new. All right, you have strike it's that. Funny, you know, it's funny. Usually I do make a, like a, like a year-end reissue list too, like high-end reissues that got done. But the fact of the matter is I've been buying those radiation reissues so fast, I couldn't even keep track of them. Like, I think the only really big ones are, like, the Circle Jerks and the Offrey issues, right? Those are, I mean, I'm trying to think. Was there any big ones that just came out this year? Uh, didn't. Uh, two of the ones that did all the seven seconds reissues. Oh, Trust. Yeah, trust. they did. They did. Oh, Aggression. They did aggression. aggression. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did Aggression, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one, too. I have not picked yeah. that up. Yeah. But, like, I bought GBH reissues, Exploited reissues, all these, like, 20. They came out in the last couple of years but they're all they don't make a big deal out of them like the right the first ones yeah or they weren't for a record store day or something you know they just that radiation records man that's they're doing good stuff over there in italy i don't know how they're getting all these cool bands if it's well, like a well let me ask this place. are they legit that, are they legit or are they bootleg uh they're legit i mean at least to a certain extent i don't know how they're i mean i don't know i don't know how they're getting the rights to all this stuff Oh, is that some kind of gray area these days? Like those misfits, you know, I got famous monsters and... Uh... Well, those are just straight up bootlegs, though. What? what? I, according to Mike, there's some kind of gray area there. I don't know, the huh. fan club? I, I don't know what the fuck that is. And there's all these Danzig reissues now, right? Yeah, Coming that's out. what they call them, fan club, fan club yeah. press. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, let's do your, let's do your 10 and 9, your official all right, list. So I'm gonna, all right, number 10 first. Um... So two two years ago, I was my favorite record of the was Screeching Weasel, Some Freaks of Atavism. I love that record. It was a weird year. I was home a lot. I got the vinyl as soon as it came out. I played the hell out of it. Got the first press orange. Um, love that record. Just connected with it. It kind of came from out of nowhere. It'd been a few years since the last one. Uh, so now two years later, they drop a new album. Just as much of a surprise, but it had only been two years, obviously. Very similar in quality and a, and a similar record, but I just I did not connect with it the same way I did the last one. Hmm. But I still like it. I still enjoyed it. One of my still one of my favorite bands of all time, Screeching Weasel. So yeah, my number ten choice is the Awful Disclosure of Screeching Weasel. Awful Disclosures of Screeching, which has like a Godfather ripoff cover. But it kind of irritated me because it was it, a it was like a thirty dollar retail plus shipping. I remember why. Now we know why it's number ten on Tom's list. Well, no, it just it just I don't know. It just like I said, it just didn't connect. But I went into order originally from the band. Yeah. It was thirty dollars plus the cheapest shipping option was ten ninety. Oh boy, yeah. So it's a forty one dollar record. Jeez. A forty one dollar record without yeah. tax. Without tax. Yeah. Luckily, I ended up getting it from our pal at Garage Rock Records, Richie. With your PTID discount, you get 10% off, so I got it for like, I don't know, 28 bucks or something. Yeah, that's, that's a bit more reasonable, right? 20, it might have been 25, 26. I think, it was, he got, I think he was selling for 29 and you get 10% off, so anyway, don't don't forget to use your code. I yeah, know. What's, that, what's that Garage Rock? What What is it? What is it? Garage, Garage Rock Records. Just Google Garage Rock Records. It's got a dash in it somewhere, but yeah. that's he's, he's got a really good store, actually. Yeah, I think I ordered three times from this year. Yep. He ships so. really fast, too. He does. Boy, that's that's a that's a whole other topic, you know. Yeah. See, he's got so, a new band. I don't know if you saw that. He's got a new band. Yeah, I saw that. We might have to uh, play some of his tunes or talk yep. about. It. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so that was number ten. Number nine is our pal and uh, you know rock and roll goddess Susie Moon. Indeed. With Dumb and in love. Yes. 
Domin in Love. Very solid rock and roll record. More rock and roll than punk, I would say at this point, right? I think that's fair enough, yeah. Pretty pretty good ebb and flow, you know, different speeds. Uh love this I love this record and uh you know and you know as we go through these things I know you think oh man somebody was 10 and somebody was 9 or whatever but the fact of the matter is these are all good records yeah. at this point right so anyway yeah no uh in love and we played a bunch of songs off this so I'm actually not going to play a song off of that I'm going to play a screeching weasel song but you know the thing with Susie you know I, I think I think if you see her live, it really makes a big difference, right? It makes it click. It's funny. I was actually going to say that. We've actually been spoiled from seeing her so much. So yeah. We've, so we've heard these songs in a live setting so many times. And um, I must admit that uh, the – I don't know if it was the production or what, and I'm certainly not going to trash it, but live they come across better than they did on the record, I thought. Um, I'll leave, the it, I'll leave very- it at that. You know. The record's very well done. I have. I, it's just. It's, it wasn't exactly what we expected. I think. Right. But yeah. I think that's what I think that's what we're going to expect from her. She's going to do whatever she wants. She's got a great band, and you know they're going to do their thing. Well, no, I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? When they play live, they're going to play the songs faster with more aggression. Yeah. With more aggression. So that's how we were used to hearing them. So when you hear it on record and it's a bit toned down, that's that probably well, makes sense, right? But it's funny too because they do that thing that you always talk about that you love, which is. You know, there's a variety of speeds. Oh, there is. No, for sure. No, for, yeah, for, yeah, for sure. But um, even like the title track, Dumbin' in Love, the first track on the album, it's it's just, it's not as fast as it is when they, because they, they always start their sets off with that live, yeah. right? Um, that's a ripper. That's the, yeah. that's the, that's the, probably the most aggressive song in the album. Yeah, it gets your blood, gets your blood thumping. And obviously, it's actually, I haven't talked about this, actually, it's our intro music these days. The beginning of it is our intro music, so <laughs> that's what, that's what that is, so. We uh, they gave us permission to use it until uh, until I made made the record ninth on my list <laughs> year and that's that's all trash. But anyway, yeah. So let's play. A, uh, we played a ton of Susie Moon songs, obviously. So let's let's play a um, Screeching Weasel song off of the awful disclosures of Screeching Weasel. This is called Cure to Kill. No, did I give you a different one? You, you before no, you said just another just... fool. I gave you just another fool, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Well, we can do whatever you want. What, which one? No, do you no, want? no. Screeching weasel, just another fool. Just another fool, like me. When you start getting 
All right, Tom's number uh, 10 on his list of 2020. That was Screeching Weasel with Just Another Fool. I, I threw you off, didn't I? You I, did. Uh... Yeah, you threw, yeah, threw me under the bus there, buddy. All right, Neil. Count backwards for me. All Here's right. Me. See yeah. if I can do it while I'm drunk. Okay. I'm on a long-distance dedication. <laughs> long-distance uh, dedication? I'm to, you know, I was on call for work last week. I didn't drink at all, and now I made it to Wednesday without having a drink, and now I'm drinking. This is a long-distance dedication going out to our friends in Minneapolis, I believe, right? Our friend John Ensley. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I have, uh, obviously, it's a two-piece band, New Rocket Union, uh, yep. Friends of the Show. Yep. And their album from 2022, Twin Cities Breakdown. It's a fantastic record. It and is. Uh, congratulations on the cover art, too, because the cover art's fantastic. And it is number 10 on my list. Tom, do you have did this you, on your did you, you get a, your... did you get a copy of it yet? I did, actually. He sent me a copy just a couple, like a month ago. He sent me Beautiful a copy. Beautiful orange. So. Yeah, it is. It really is not. It just, well, everything about it is well done. Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. The, the... And you forget that there's only two guys in the band because it is just jacked up sounding yeah you wouldn't have no idea this thing jumps off the turntable as soon as you put it on man it, yeah. is, it is really good um and if you know what if i'd had it for longer i know it's been out on digital for a while but uh it might have been even higher on my list but you know considering i just it, got it it um, must have come out like mid-year because i know i reviewed that too yeah it's a great it's a great record um, these yep. guys, these guys deserve more publicity than they get. And uh, John, if you send us more stickers, we'll be sure to place them in our favorite venues, like we do with our stickers. So, uh, anyway, that was my number ten. And actually, exactly the same as you. I had Susie Moon at number nine. Ah, um, it's, great minds, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a it, it's a great album. The packaging is great. The cover art of Susie is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Everything about it is. Which color did you get, Tom? Did you get it on vinyl? Or not? I do. I have the black promo. Oh, okay. I got the, uh, I think the pink splatter that Susie said. Well, you got the one she hated. Yeah, the one she absolutely hates, which is unfortunate, <laughs> but it was a super limited one from Pirates Press. Um, it's a wonderful package. But like I say, I've seen them so many times, and I've seen those songs done so many times that it didn't jump off the vinyl at me, you know what I mean? Um but it's still a it's still a very very good record, and it's you know it's still made my top ten list of the year. So you know it's it's definitely definitely worth getting. So uh, yeah, that is my number nine. Um, but like you said, we've played pretty much every track off this album. I think we've played Susie Moon a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna play uh, a track from uh, do 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 do. Am I two three? Actually, I'm not. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, uh, it was. Listen, when I confuse you with my song, that's one thing. But when you confuse you with your song, that's a whole different. Subject. Well, here's the thing, Tom. You actually have a new Rocket Union song on your list, so I, do. I think you should play that then. Now that makes sense. Uh, okay. You had Twin Cities, Twin Twin Cities Breakdown, which is the title yeah, of the album, yeah. right? Yeah, I picked the title track. I know I played a couple. I know I featured them. John was on a couple years ago with this course, but that was before the new record. And then we. Um, I know I played a couple of tracks for like a best of friends segment, but I don't remember which one. So I just went with the title track, which is fine. Yeah, we know it's a great song. Matter of fact, it's really, I gotta say once again, I think it's 11 songs on the record. So it's short, you know, 11 songs, 23 minutes or some, something like that. Very short, but not a bad track. Just every song, every song's a banger. So we'll do the title track. This is uh, twin cities breakdown. Changing up, I say we gotta do with it. But 
That was New Rocket Union from the album Twins, Twin Cities Breakdown and the title track, Twin Cities Breakdown. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really good record. It's one of those little bands that um, if there was any justice in this world, they would be getting a lot more publicity than they are. Yeah. Right? Very, very good. All right. Go on, uh, on Bandcamp and tell them Punk Tide I sent you. Have John send your record. So, and if we were Actually, or- I think the drummer might send out the records. I can't remember, but either way. If we were organized, we would have like links to the band's merch sites and websites and stuff, right, to buy stuff. But I'm afraid we're not that, Boy, that organized. Be, but that would be really nice of us. You should do that when we post this show on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, give me all the work. No, I would say just either look on Facebook or Google it. I'm sure you'll be able to find the band's websites. If, and if stuff. they're real high tech, like if you're listening to this on Spotify, you'd be able to click through. Yeah, and in fact, some bands are actually having um, end of year sales right now. I know. Venomous Pinks have got like 30% of everything on their website. So uh, if you were ever looking at the Venomous Pinks vinyl, that would be a good time to get it. So, but anyway. Now their their record was on that spam, that SBAM out of Europe. It was. Did it they was have there. American distribution or no? Um, I don't remember because I actually bought that. I That was one that I had to wait on the vinyl for like four or five months. But uh, I don't remember what record label it was on, to be honest. Uh, that's a really good question. I can certainly... With my cut finger, I fucking sliced my middle finger on my left hand while I was I was opening computer boxes today, and I got a wicked fucking paper cut from a big cardboard box. So, uh, <laughs> so it's right and it's right on the tip of my middle finger of my left hand. So when I was typing, there was a blood pouring out of it. So yeah, first world you know, problems, the good, right? The good news is it'll be a real smooth transition for you into senility. <laughs> Just slide right in, right? No, man, you try to open a box and you don't realize it's fucking that fucking cardboard is like razor sharp, you know, <laughs> sliced right across the edge of the. Well, finger. it's funny because I got a package today with some records in it, and I go to open it, and I'm like, screw this, and what do I do? I go get a steak knife. <laughs> steak and I know knife. My, my I know my wife's going, why are these steak knives so dull? Like, <laughs> yeah, and they got glue on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was on, you're right. It was on Spam Records, the SBAM. 
So I wonder who distributed that here in the States because that's a yeah, that's a European label. Austrian, yes. Austrian, yes. Austrian label. But I know that didn't didn't um Pro Rock have Kanye, something to Kanye do with West them? says Kanye West said a lot of good things come from Austria. <laughs> Was that did he say that today or is this uh, inside joke? Inside no. Joke. He's, he's just, you know, he's did, been on a little bit of a little bit of a Hitler tour, Hitler publicity tour lately. Didn't didn't Pete and um and uh and our friends uh, Kenny from Pro Rock didn't they have something to do with spam? Were they distributing they were the spam stuff? mutual distribution. I think they were helping him with the European distro, but I think that, I don't know if that's still going on or not. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, anyway. I I've had some talking with those guys lately. Uh very interesting, man. Kenny's a Kenny's an interesting dude, you know, you'll have a, you'll give him a one sentence and he'll type you back like literally pages. Yep, in the text. It's interesting. But uh, no, he's uh, they're they're uh, they're still doing some cool stuff too. No, they sent me some stuff today. Actually, it was cool. So, oh, good for you. What you? Yeah, I, well, I've been. I kind of you know I kind of help out where I can on the helping them promote their bands and stuff. So, anywho, but yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. We, we were lost. What are we at? Your it's your number eight and number seven for you, my friend. Ah, let's get out my let's get out my. Uh, <laughs> Do you, for, do you forgot what you put? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I've been pretty set on my top. The top 10 have been pretty much set, but I, I've done a little bit of jogging around with it. But no, so at number eight, Neil, I have the Radio Buzzkills. From St. Louis, our good friends, yes. Yes, from St. Louis, Zach Buzzkill. Yep. You ever hear this Tom, You ever hear this Tender Tom guy? He loves them. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he sounds kind of weird to me. I think he might be a pedo of some kind. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, you know, the thing with this one, and this one might have had a chance to be higher on the list too, but so they weren't able to get the vinyl out, and I, I don't know when the vinyl's coming out. Like, they plan to do it at some point, but they kind of just uh, decided to go a different direction. They did CDs. They did some art, you know, tried to throw in some artwork and stuff and did some – did some stuff and just said screw it and they figured the most punk thing they could do at this point was say screw the pressing plants which i certainly like their spirit but i just don't listen to a ton of cd so i probably didn't listen to it as much as i would have right what was the name of the album it's called get get lost right get lost right yeah okay the last one was called get fired i don't know i had the last one on vinyl which did that one go on Pro Rock? I think so. Or they put it up themselves and Pro Rock distributed it or something. I can't remember. But uh, anyway, it's a it's a great fun record and probably my number one like pop punk record of the year. In a year where I didn't buy a ton of them, so yeah, get even. Oh, get even is the new one. And it oh, was get even is the new one. Get fired yeah. was the last one. No, get fired was the first one. Get lost get was lost the second was one. And then get third. Uh, get even is the third one. And it is on, it is on Pro Rock. Okay, so. so your song. All right, Zach. Your record titles are as confusing as your sweaters. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, yeah. So the great record. Um, and like I said, ho- hopefully we do see it on vinyl in the next couple of years. I, I think these guys are. I do think these guys are one of the best pop punk bands going. So uh, you check them out when you get a chance. They're a three piece, right? No, they're four. Oh, they are. Okay. His wife plays bass right. and actually sang lead vocals on one or two songs on the new record. Right. And uh, yeah, no, four piece band. And he plays in a bunch of other bands too. He's a very active in the sort of insular pop punk scene. 
in the greatest St. Louis pop punk scene. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if it's fair to St. Louis because I think these guys make records without even ever being together, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and number seven, okay, so number seven, I played one song from before. They're from Detroit. I happened to catch them this year when I was in Maryland, of all places. Have a couple of our buddies in the band. Dougie Tangent plays drums from the Pots and uh, Devious Ones and a bunch of other bands. And kind of a, a Detroit guy named Amato, who's in a ton of Detroit area bands, is the singer-guitar player. This is this is one of those records, too. Talk about a, kind of an under-the-radar record where... You haven't said the name of the band yet, my friend. Yeah, it's they're called Norcos in Orchada. Very good. Amato told me it's the H is... I, I, he said, the H, you're saying the H too strong. And I said, is it silent? He said, it's semi-silent. I'm like, what the hell is a semi-silent age? So anyway, Norcos y Orchada. It means like uh, like amphetamines and rice milk or something. Yeah, I remember Horchata, yeah. So the thing, there's a couple things about this record. A, it is one of the more original sounding things I've heard in a while. I really, it doesn't really remind me of anything. I mean, there's elements of, you know, there's some elements of, like, the power pop, like their last band that Doug and Amato played in, which was called uh, Devious Ones. So there's certainly a, a bit of that Devious Ones kind of influence. But there's, like, some weird instrumentation. I think the way I interpret it, and I would like to talk to him about it because I, I didn't really know the record when I talked to him this summer. It, it's like he sort of embraced his Mexicanness. Like, in the past, he played in all these hardcore bands in Detroit and all these punk bands in Detroit, and they were just straight-up punk bands. But I feel like he sort of allowed a little bit of his, like, traditional Mexican music to kind of creep into this. Hmm. And it's a real cool record. Yeah, it's called uh, Forever Disheveled. <laughs> That's good. I and like, like I said, it's a very it, – it, it's different. I mean, it's not a straight-up punk record, even though there's a lot of punk songs on it. And uh, one of those records that just I wish I had more of a – bully pulpit to say you should listen to this record you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i don't know that everybody's gonna love it because it is a little different but i really think this is a great record so i'm gonna i played one song from before which i think was the best song on the record which is called chords against humanity but i'm gonna play this other song now which i think is also a great song it's called what's it called neil uh you picked uh hold on a second what did you pick it's a song about hoarding. Clutter, debt, and disarray. Clutter, debt, and disarray. That's kind of sad, I think, isn't about, it? I think it's about not being able to throw anything away. Yeah. Like me so anyway, yeah, check this out. Norcos, Norcos y Orchada. I hope that's a semi-soft age. Uh, clutter, debt, and disarray.
All right, Punk's Light Eye fans, that was Nokos E. Ochata with Clutter, Debt, and Misery. So the H too hard, you. Shut up. Gotta go. You're like a super gringo. You're from England. You're whiter than white. <laughs> What's the name? Yeah, yeah, but I was dating a Mexican at one point, so it's, it's, it's okay. Um, what, <laughs> what's so you're the, allowed to say those words. What's the name of the album? It's called Forever Disheveled. Forever Disheveled. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's really, like I said, it's really cool. I, I want people to check it out. It's a little off the beaten path. Once again, self-released album, kind of a small little album. The only thing I will say, if if Dougie or Amato manages to listen to this, I bought a promo copy of this before you were really, before you had the jackets done. So I have this sort of like kinkoed jacket. <laughs> I'll send him so a real record, you guys. If you guys have an extra jacket, like the regular stiff jacket, I would love that. I'll still keep the cool hand-numbered cover. but mm-hmm. Tom would like a stiff one if you could give him exactly. one of those, please. The one I have now is sort of limp and getting bent up. <laughs> yes, 10 to Tom wants, wants a stiff one. <laughs> exactly. All right, what do you got? What do you got for number eight? Number eight, I have With a Bullet, because I only started listening to this like last week. Um, I have House Ghost. Mm. House House Ghost. Say that fast five times. Um, I they're on Rad Girlfriend, and yep. the second album just came out called Another Realm, and um, I dig it a lot. Uh, I I don't know too much about them. I know there's a brother and a sister in the band, and they switch off on vocals. Like where the brother sing, sings one song, the sister sings the next. I'm not sure if they're a trio or a four-piece. I don't know. And I believe they're from Dayton, Ohio, but I could be wrong about that too. But um, their first album, which came out a couple years ago, got a ton of publicity. And the vinyl sold out super fast. Uh, Again, it was on Rad Girlfriend. And this one, yeah, it only came out like a month ago, maybe. And you cannot get the album yet. The album probably won't come out till, I mean, the vinyl, I'm sorry. The vinyl probably won't come out till 2023. But I started listening to it just because I saw it getting so many mentions. And I really liked it. It's, It's a different kind of thing, obviously. It's kind of what Tom was talking about before when he said there's a lot of pop punk bands doing, you know, kind of scary kind of you know, spooky stuff. And this is definitely on that spooky side. Some pop punk, some um, almost sound like the lippies, especially when the lady sings. Um, but I just really dig it. I think it's really good. The songs are great. And uh, I don't know. The album's called Another Realm. And uh, I, I dig it. Tom, did have you heard this? I think you I heard it. I did. Yeah. That was okay. Yeah. Now, the first song let's is... Let's do it once. You know, you and I have much different... I think we have a different sort of way about going about this i tend to like i'll usually be an album early in the year an album or two and i'll be like okay these are really good like if you want to be on my list you have to be as good as these or better than these where you you i think you love to add things at the last minute and sort of like you always kind of scramble at the end of the year trying to listen to everything I, and that's true that is true list. it's a little harder for an album. like i said you know that oxy's album probably by all rights should be online, but it's like, uh, just, I don't know, just didn't have enough time to earn it, you know? Well, I don't like to punish people for putting out an album late in the year. And, and, and I know it'll well, it miss, it, but... it, it'll miss a lot of top 10 lists because, I mean, like the Dummy Room, Heather was telling us they closed the Dummy Room like November 15th or something. For oh, yeah. Dude, when, I used to have to do my list, when I used to have to do my list for Punk News, I had to have it in by the 1st of, first of December. So, yeah, sometimes you just, stuff that came out after that, you just miss it. Yeah. But I mean, well, if, if that's the case, too, you know, the stuff that came out digitally later in the year, I guess you can, by all rights, push it to the next year, you know? 
I don't follow that logic really, but okay. well, here's here's the thing. Well, here's the thing though, with rushing it that I don't like is, you know, if you listen to something you really like it, you you kind of it kind of has to have some staying power too. You know what I mean? That's why, and I'm not saying this won't. I'm just saying I like to have it around a little longer to make sure that it's going to have value and repeated listens. Well, I, I put it, well, repeated listens, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's and that's how I'm putting it. I'd say I've listened to this House Ghost record as much as I've listened to pretty much any of the other ones that didn't make my top ten. Hey, this isn't about House Ghost. I'm not picking on House Ghost. No, I'm no, but, no, but I'm just saying that's why I that's why I picked this. It's not like I just listened to it no. once and liked it. You know, I picked it. I played it pretty much every day driving to work. You know hey, what I mean? So it's got list, a lot of plays. You know? Got a lot of plays for list? me. Yes. Right. So number seven after that after that argument for for House Ghost. It's your Ghost. list. Do whatever you want. What do they ever do to you, you swine? Um, <laughs> number seven is uh, Doc Rotten, our friends from New Jersey. Ah, uh, yes. We had on a very, very good episode, that one. You yep. should listen to it. It's funny as fuck. Um, yep. Doc Rotten with our album Unite Resist. Uh, this is, I mean, this is one that came out early in the year. So this has been on my, yep. on my yep. antenna since like February. I like their first album a lot and I like this yep. one a lot too. And I think, you know, this is, it, it, it not good enough to make to, well, no see that sounds bad right it didn't make my top five let's put it that way but it certainly is is been sticking around long enough to be in to be in my top 10 it's it seems like i mean well getting back to what you just said it seems like i've been listening to this one so long that it almost seems like a 2022 record to me because i've been listening to it mean, for months you know what i mean i've been listening to it for months so i'd almost yeah. forgotten about it you know it's so. yeah it's funny because you know you book them a little behind the scenes thing here. We, we Neil and I both book stuff, and a lot of times what'll happen is whoever books it usually knows it much better than the other person. So when you book Doc Rotten, I listened to the record a couple times, like, oh, this is really cool. I'd never listened to them before, but since we've had them on, I've been listening to them a ton, and I, I agree. I love that record. I love the first one too. I got them both on vinyl since we've had them on, and uh, no, it's, it's a great record. And it's funny. It's kind of uh, it's funny how this stuff happens, right? The only reason I I got to know them really was because AJ, our friend, um, the drummer, he was doing uh, he was doing merch for when we saw Susie Moon last year with the Queers. I thought you were gonna say he did like he did like your uh, your furnace at your house. Yeah, that was, he's from New, <laughs> New Jersey, but but no, he does roofing, I believe, is what he does. No, actually. it was like heating and cooling, did they say? Oh, oh, was he? Oh, I thought he was. Oh, maybe someone else is the roofing guy then. Um, but yeah, he was the, he was doing merch. He was at the merch table for Susie Moon, which is how we got talking, and then put two and two together. And you know, I, I already had that first album, and then the second album came out, and we got in touch. So it's kind of a kind of a funny story. It, it happens a lot where we have somebody on, and we don't really know them, and then we usually get to know them. You know, a lot of people have come on and remained friends. Yep. Or become better friends, where you're almost like, I wish we had another shot at them, because we have so many more inside. You know, when we're talking to somebody yeah. the first, you know, you know, like uh, Poison Boys are a good one like that too. You know, we had them on, but we hardly knew them when we had them on. You know them much better now, right? Yeah, um, that, yeah, and, and that happens a lot. So it's it's, but you know, yeah. it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So okay, I'm gonna play. Um, I'm gonna play a track by House Ghost. So you can all you can all figure out if they're if you like them or not. Um, this is off their 2022 album. Just came out in this late November, early December. Uh, Another realm. This song is called uh, which one is it? House Ghost. All bad news. That's the one I picked. So all bad news from House Ghost. Mm-hmm. 
So that was House Ghost with all bad news. And like I say, one one of the reasons I really like it is because uh, the you know the go the uh, the girl and the guy switch off you know, vocals every every track, so it uh, keeps it lively, you know, so you don't get into a rut with the thing. So anyway, and now a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Mary of the Shangri-Las with a few useful words about gift receiving. When you accept a gift from a boy, show him how much you appreciate it. The mere fact that he gave you one means a lot. Use it as soon as possible. Don't be disappointed that it's not an expensive bauble or the perfume you've been hoping for. It's as wrong to accept a personal, expensive gift from a fellow as it is for him to give one. He probably doesn't want to offend you or risk parental disapproval. As old hat as it may sound, it's still the thought that counts. It's uh, it's funny, Neil. You know, doing these lists, it's much harder now than it was when we first started, right? Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) And it's gotten that it's been that way for me for years, having been writing and stuff. Because what happens? We have a lot of friends that make records, right? Both in bands and labels and everything else. So you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But by the same token, you know, we're not going to stand in front of you, our listeners, and say something's good if it's not good, you know? Yep, exactly. Or something is, you know what I mean? Because ultimately we have to answer to you. If we say, oh, this record is so good, and you guys listen to it, and you go, oh, it sucks. So, you know, so it is a balance because we do, man, we we like a lot of people. And, you know, we like people whose records didn't make our list, you know? Oh, for sure. And that's actually one of the things I used to have the biggest problem with about punk news is that, and it's a standing joke. But, like, every record that gets reviewed gets four out of five. Yeah. And that's just, not, and I understand not wanting to trash somebody or not wanting to hurt somebody's feelings if they've sent you the record. But that's not fair on the people that are maybe judging what they're going to buy on your review. So you might be given something that sucks, you know, a four out of five, and then someone buys it. It's just not fair. So you got to be fair to both sides. So. Well, it's funny now because doing reviews for uh, That's Good Enough for Me, we don't use stars. Okay. So you had to read the freaking review. Yeah. Which I used to, oh, that always irritated me at Punk News. Like, well, you only gave this a seven out of ten. And, you know, blah. I'm like, read the review, read the words. Well, and, and, well, and seven out of ten is still pretty fucking good. Not well, everything, not problem. everything has to get right. eight, eight or nine, because then everything loses value. If everything is eight or nine, how do you judge anything then? Well, yeah. that's exactly right. And it was the star creep because I'd give a really good record a seven and I'd see a real crappy record getting an eight. Well, right. that's not fair. Right, right. So yeah. I got to start dragging up the stars yeah. before you know it. Everybody's giving eights and nines. Yeah, and you can't give, and, a, and you can't give a five or a ten because that means it's a perfect record. It couldn't be any better. It's basically the Clash, London Calling, or first album, or Sex Pistols. Never mind the bollocks. You know, I mean, you can't you can't give something a perfect fucking score. You just cannot. And I guarantee you, when when Nevermind the Bullets came out, when the Clash came out, nobody gave a perfect score to that then either. Especially not Rolling Stone. It has to have time too. It has to be very good, and it has to stand the test of time. Yeah, I think we knew that Nevermind the Bollocks was pretty good when it first came out. That's right? pretty decent. Yeah, pretty all, the, all the first Ramones. You know what I mean? I mean, you some yeah. things, some things you know are complete classics. Which except, is, like I said, except for Rolling Stone. Yeah, except for exactly those fucking stupid hacks. Yeah. All right, so I guess it's back to me, huh? Uh, yeah, you're six and five, my friend. Yes. My wife texted me and said, "What is it called where two circles cross?" I'm pretty sure the answer she's looking for is Venn diagram. Concent- uh, concentric circles, maybe. I don't know. 
No, I think she's talking about Venn diagram. A Venn diagram, yeah. Venn diagram. You know what I'm talking about? You know, I I mentioned, like like I said, it's the rare, you know, the rare thing that makes the Venn diagram where my daughter and I both like the same show, you know? Like, we both like that Wednesday show. Mm Mm-hmm the rare venn diagram anyway i'll text her back venn diagram in just a second after i go through my no i i did get by the way i because we talked about that in 208 i did actually give that show another chance and watch like the first three episodes yeah and it's okay but it really is like a goth harry potter isn't it mm-hmm. that's completely what it is it's pretty fucking funny well it's funny because i my kids grew up watching harry potter i i love harry potter man uh i just i enjoy the whole thing have you... I read the books even. I read the books. I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of these kids. And I finished the books and I'm like, oh, I miss those stupid kids. I read the books too. And I'll tell you what, though, if you watch some of those early movies, they really haven't stood up particularly well. The special uh, effects. The movies are still good, but they did make some interesting choice in changing little plot lines that you just, you, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it was fun watching Hermione develop, if nothing else. <laughs> yes, yes, you, yes, you know she's one of my favorites. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right, number number. Uh, You'll number six. six Neil, yeah. I have Doc Brown. There you go. Look at that. We're pretty much in. Con- I have them in seven. You have them in six. Uh, yeah, great record. I've enjoyed both the records. Like I said, I picked them both up in this last year. Uh, good stuff. Um. Just there, you know. It's funny. You could tell they're sort of. They have a sort of. Uh, you could tell they're sort of self-taught because some of the songs just don't, you know, just are are just sort of different, you know. But anyway, I, I dig these guys. Good band, good dudes. They're coming to Chicago in February, and I am not going to be able to go. Oh, they like play in that Sound of the Streets fest or whatever. Which is a bummer. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, sunning my uh, butt in the Dominican Republic, but I would love to, that, that's actually a really, there's some really cool bands playing that. Yeah. Poison boys are playing that too. That's a disgraceful thought as well. You know, when they think about your brown buttocks, thank you very much. Or your bright red buttocks. That's fine. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be tan, nice and tan next time you see me. So well, you'll know, be pink as a fucking, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's fun. The poison boys are playing that festival. They are. Yes. The poison boys are playing Which that. Which is bizarre because I mean, I love the poison boys, but they're not a street band. They, they, that used to be all like street punk bands. They got uh get dead playing. Yep, it's not a street punk band. Uh, I forget who's who's headlining. I forget who's headlining. Uh, maybe Crumbums or something. I don't know. I can't remember. There's some decent like mid-level street punk bands playing. Yeah, it's one of those bands from California who dress up like uh, droogies. Uh, is it the casualty? It, well, that would be lower class brats. No, the ca- yeah lower class brats. That's who it is. Uh, casualties just got added to punk rock bowling. Wow! Like that's gonna like that's gonna sell everybody who were on the fence about punk rock bowling. <laughs> Well, the uh, the singer for the new singer for the Casualties is from the. Well, now I'm second guessing. Is it Chromos or Lower Class Brats? I can't remember. Anyway, he's much better than the old toothless guy. Well, anyway, Lower Class Brats are the, they're the ones headline in uh, Sound of the Street Fest. At least as, anyway, as of right now, because we'll see what that we'll see what the weather holds. Booking any kind of festival in Chicago in February, that's a fucking recipe of a disaster right there. Well, you know. my point is, there's a few bands on there we know. Like, I would, I would be, I would come to Chicago for that if if it worked out. But it's not gonna. So, I'm gonna be uh, luxuriating. So, yes. don't tell us about your bottom again. Thank you. <laughs> and number five, I have uh, New Rocket Union. Yeah, New Rocket Union. So yeah, we've talked about both of these bands already. So and these, yeah. And once again, these top, like my number one, has pretty much been my number one all year since early in the year. 
But these bands have all kind of like there was a point where this could have been two or three. It's just you know it's just I haven't listened to it for a while. It kind of rises and falls, but these are all sort of at the same similar level. But yeah, man, I love love this record too. We we already pretty much talked about it a ton. So uh, I was gonna play a song from it, but I already played it. So I don't know what we're gonna do, Neil. I know exactly what we're gonna do because we'll go right into my six and five, and then I'll play a song after I do six. Because at number six, I have our friend Jason Cotwitz with the Oxies mm-hmm. on the album A Date with the Oxies. Um, I got the vinyl, and I've been listening to that album. Did you a lot. order it from like the Bandcamp, or did you order it from the label? Um, I Jason actually sent it to me. Oh, that bastard! Yeah, he sent it to me, and I just—I actually—he said—he said he was going to send it to me like two months ago. I think right after we interviewed him, as a matter of fact, and uh, I just got it like yesterday, I think. But I've been listening to the digital like nonstop. Sure. It's fucking great record. It's a great record, like you said, very Dead Boys esque. Um, and I think uh, it's—I think—I think it said in the promo stuff that he wrote some of those songs while he was doing the Dead Boys or while he was working with Sylvain. So it's got that. Feel. Yeah, for, for for sure, and some of those some of those solos for sure. Um, and talk about prolific. The second album is already done, I think, and they're waiting on the vinyl. And the third album is uh, the uh, what's what? How, how how did he say it? Like it's done, basically. The third album is done already as well, and it's being tracked or something. I don't know, produced or whatever. Oh. So uh, yeah, pro- proficient. But uh, yeah, uh, he lives in Austin, I believe, right? Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, matter of fact, he, he was going to bring me a record in Austin. We talked about it, but it never happened, which it's fine. I mean, yeah, I yeah, yeah. And uh, it's on that Deadbeat Deadbeat Records, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know they had a limited run of like, it was like a bronze vinyl or something. I didn't get that. I got the black. But uh, anywho, uh, so let's play a song from that. Sure. This thing is Tom didn't have anything there. So we're going to do the Oxys with Motel Hell.
All right, that was the Oxys with Motel Hell was the second track off the album. And now we played that when he was on, right? We I don't know if we played that that track. I don't remember what we played. Um, we probably because there's only ten tracks on the album. That's one of the reasons I like it actually. And I have to admit, the older I get, I really appreciate an album that's like ten to twelve songs long. I do not want more than twelve songs. That it's just, it's just funny. Through. Most of them, most of them on the list, my list are like half hour or under. Yeah, I mean, I I, I dig it because, you know, it has to be, if I'm going to listen to it, it has to be, I've got like a 40-minute drive to work, so it cannot be longer than that. Otherwise, like, gone of the days, when like, how many tracks did Rancid used to put on our albums? Oh, 18, like, 20, 25 tracks? You know, I want to listen to something else after a while, you know what I mean? Um, so 10 to 12 yeah. songs is perfect for me, so it, that's that's good. Well, like, that's why we're going to do a one-hour podcast, Neil, so people can listen to it on the way back and forth to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that work? But I think the Ravages did 10 songs on theirs. The Oxys did 10 songs. Um, yeah. A lot of the uh, stuff I'm list- I, I've got on my list, actually, was all in that 10 to 12 songs uh, thing. So anyway, yep. that was number six oh, on my I, list. I agree. Nice tight records. Yep, yep. Yeah, and keep the quality up too, right? You don't want to have... 25 songs and like six of them a complete fucking waste of space yeah. save that for the band uh, for the uh record store day save that, release save that for the cd only bonus tracks yeah there you go uh number five i have tom mentioned them before because they were on his uh is is almost list um venomous pinks all girl band from arizona and uh I love this from the first single I heard from this record earlier in the year. And I ordered it as soon as I heard that single because it's so fucking catchy. And I had to wait months for the vinyl. Months. But uh, it's a really good record. Ten songs again, funnily enough. Uh, Every song. The songwriting is just top notch. And of all the albums I have this year, the production on this one is the best. It it leaps off the vinyl. It is so clear and so punchy and so loud. I I love it. So um, yeah, the album, like Tom said, is called Vita Mors, which is life and death. We just discovered, and uh, it's comes in a lovely split purple and yellow or a, a purple splatter. Um, I think I got the purple splatter. So yeah, I would love to get the Venom's Pinks on because this is a great record. Uh, maybe like a more aggressive bomb pops or something. Uh, but the, the songs are top notch. They're just really, really good. So I am going to play a track from this. I am going to play... What did I say? Oh, yeah, okay. This one's called Apothecary Ailment. And the only reason I'm playing this is that I've already played like No Rules and a couple of other songs before, I think, on the show. So uh, this is Apothecary Ailment by Venomous Pinks.
All right, Venomous Pink's there with Apothecary Ailment. And uh, like I said before, actually, they're having like a 30% off sale on their website. So if we search that up, they've got like T-shirts and signed posters and uh, and the vinyl too is there, is there, I think. So you probably get the vinyl at 30% off. Probably is, what, like 15 bucks or something, actually. It's a really good deal. So Did you have to ship from Europe or did you ship from the U.S.? That's a good question, Tom. I'm not sure. Um, it took so goddamn long. It could have been from Europe, I guess. But I don't. I don't remember what the what the packaging looked like when it came. And I was a little disappointed. It was one of those ones where you know when it went up for pre-release or whatever, and it was like, oh, a purple splatter, and they showed it, and it looked outstanding. And then when you actually get the vinyl in hand, it's kind of disappointing, you know. And I know the color of the vinyl shouldn't mean a damn thing, but that's why I ordered that particular version of it, you know? But it really didn't look like the, the picture. But anyway, there you go. Hmm. First world problems, huh? It, no, it really is. It really is. I mean, you know, but to all intents and purposes, I shouldn't have even I shouldn't even buy into that that hype crap, right? But uh but I did, you know. But like I say, because the thing, the the cover art is fantastic, and uh, I don't know, it's a really good package too. It's good. It's well worth getting it to thirty percent off. I would I would say. So there you uh, go. Yeah, that's uh, that's number five for me. So, Tom, now we're into your top four. Now we're going yes. in. Uh, yeah, rare air. Number four. I've got Slaughter Boys. Slaughter Boys from San Diego, right? Till the end of the week. W-E-A-K. W-E-A-K, yep. Yep. Uh, we knew this one was going to be good. We yep. anticipated this one. Uh, their first record was tremendous. I actually don't think this... I actually don't like this one quite as much as the first record. Really? Okay. Interesting. But but it's great. Do you, you disagree? You like this one better? I like this one better, yeah. I think that's the I, best thing know, you've done. It's, it's, it's not like it's like a step down or anything. I just... It, I don't know. I just... Maybe I need to listen to it more. But anyway, but I love this record. It's great. Uh, three guys that make such a racket and such a, once again, nice variety of songs. I mean, all the songs rock, but there's, you know, kind of varies in speed and intensity and everything else. Just a great, like, punk and roll record again, right? It is. It's great. Um, I can't, I think it's 10 songs, funnily enough. Uh, but what I like about it is this. Yeah, probably under a half hour, around a half hour, maybe. Yeah, the standard of the songwriting is so good, and it's powerful, and they throw some different things in there. Like Tom said earlier, they have like a, a weird piano, one, like a honky-tonk piano on one of the songs. And uh, it, it, I don't know, it's just a really, really good record, and you'll you'll see how high I put it. So, uh, you'll get yeah, some I like, love it. like spaced-out surf riffs and yep. some straight punk bangers. And she's, yeah, it's great, great, great stuff. If you get an early copy of it, I, I think it was like the first 200 or something, comes with a patch. And I mean, it's just, just you know, uh, our pal Richie over there at Garage Rock does a, always does a really nice job. I mean, his stuff is top notch, always. Yeah. If, if it's one of those things, they don't put out a ton of records. It's a small label, but if he puts his name on it, there's, I mean, I don't think he's going to put his name on something that's not good. He seems to have a real good ear for this stuff. So right. now his new band on the other hand that he's playing in, we'll see if he has the same, uh, <laughs> same ability to discern what's going on. <laughs> well, that's also, I think he's, he's, I think he's got really, really good taste. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So I got, I got slaughter boys at number four. I love this record. Um, my next one is probably the heaviest record I got this year. For sure. And you talk about a short record, right? You know, it's got 12 songs. It yep. clocks in yep. just under 15 minutes. <laughs> and this is another one. Just self-released, beautiful, just a beautiful record. It is. It's a gorgeous-looking record. It's it clear vinyl great. with, like, weird spl splatter things on it, right? Very intense, 
probably not for everybody, uh, Meth Rats. Yeah. We had Justin on. Justin Day was the is the singer. I, you know what? And I saw on on social media, Neil, Justin is getting married. So congratulations, Justin. Did you oh, see congrats, that? mate. No, I didn't see that, no. But yes, he's uh, engaged. So congratulations to Justin. But no, this record, you know, they're a small band in Baltimore, plays house shows, and, you know, they play some bar gigs or whatever. But just this cool, hardcore band from uh, Baltimore. Yeah. That's like, uh, yeah, was it 12 minutes of fury or whatever, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's like they said 12 songs, 14, just under 15 minutes. Uh, the record's called The Ultimate Culprit. Uh, it's like clear with blue splatter. Yep. It's got classic, like, black and white cover art. It's just, just a great record. And, and it's just, it blows by. It's just, you know, like I said, my favorite, most, my favorite heavy album of the year. Uh, you know, I don't listen, I come and go. Some years I listen to a lot of hardcore stuff, other stuff not some, other years not so much. I just, this year, like I said, it kind of went down a punk and roll rabbit hole, and this was just the the heavy album. So anyway, yeah. So number three, I got Meth Rats. Unfortunately, I'm not playing a song by either of these bands either. Uh, no, you well, are we not. Played, we, we, of course, had both these bands on too. And played yeah, a bunch so they of played a lot. Yeah, and I'm going to play a Slaughter Boy song too, so it's fine. Um okay. Yeah, I would have had Meth Rats on my list too. It is a it is a good record, and but I'm not a huge hardcore fan. You know what I mean? So it mm-hmm. just it just seemed weird just to have him on because we had him on, and uh, sure. but it is good for what you know. I I actually uh, I got a I got a couple of friends, Adam, who lives in Maine now, who turned me a lot onto a lot of stuff in the early two thousands. Um, he loves hardcore, and actually. T- turned him onto this band and he likes them a lot too so uh i know he gets that gives him the hardcore thumbs up so uh but yeah it just, it just that, isn't really my thing so at their most accessible they remind me a little bit of like pears because mm-hmm. you will hear a little bit of melody in there oh yeah but he's got a real you know real throat shredding kind of voice you know kind of a screaming screaming voice but yeah yeah but yeah, I had this as this one once again as was as high as number two at some points. I think the main reason it didn't go number two is because I don't want two bands from the same city at number one and two. That seems weird. <laughs> That's a spoiler, kids. That's a spoiler <laughs> as to who Tom has number one. What do you got, Neil? What do you got at four and three? Um, at number four, I have actually it was number my number one at uh, at the halfway point, which was in June, right? Because uh, I, I just seen him. Um, it was like my, our, it was like it was like my Detroit Lions. The yeah, clutch yes, defeat exactly. from the jaws of victory. Exactly. Uh, number four, I have Sack. Uh, which oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with their album Ripper. Um, I probably should have made that an honorable mention too. It's a fun record. It's a great. It's a it's it's a great fun record. Obviously, it's uh it's what's his name from Teenage Balder Rocket slash Cody. Lillington's yeah. Cody. Yeah. Cody. Um, and it's not a million miles away from either one of those bands. Maybe a little bit heavier at times, but. Uh, a little more like wild, a little more fun. A little more wild. drunk, because every song seems to be about getting drunk or doing yeah. or smoking a bong. Uh, but uh, it's fun as fuck. And in the summer, it was on my in my car constantly. It's a really good summer record. Um, but you know, that's I have, funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, it is. no, it I feel really like is. A couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. Um, so I knew I wanted it to be in my top five, but I, I haven't, I haven't listened to it. And actually, it's another one. The vinyl is super. The vinyl still isn't out. I think early next year, I think I saw. I think I saw that uh, Toby said it might be like in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, that would be end of December, early January. But, yeah, I mean, I got the digitally. It came out in like May or something because uh, I had it already when I saw them. And I think I saw them in June or something like that. So, uh, 
but yeah, it's a real, it's a really fun record. And if you haven't checked it out, you should check it out. Uh, you know, uh, very much vain teenage bottle rocket Lillingtons. You, you can't go wrong if you like either of those two bands. You'll like Sack for sure. Now, number three, I have uh, another friend of the show, Billy Hopeless from the Black Halos. Ah. Um, now this they had, I didn't get enough. I probably didn't give enough spins. I listened to it a couple times, enjoyed it, but I didn't. Yeah. It came out real late. Just came out a couple weeks ago. Now they had split up for years, and they just reformed and put out this new record. So it's probably been about ten years between records. I think um, this album is called "How the Darkness Doubled," and they're a Canadian band. Obviously, um, Billy was on the show a while ago, probably. I don't even remember if he talked up this album at all, if he knew they were even making it was at it that early, point. Like early last year we had him? I don't even remember. I think it was early 2022 we had him on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's re- it's really, it's been well worth waiting for. It's a great, great record. Uh, I love every track on it. It's funny, actually, the weakest track on the record might be a Lords of the New Church cover, uh, which is kind of interesting. It has Michael Monroe singing on it because... Um, Michael Monroe from Hanoi Rocks for people that don't know. Which okay, so I don't know Lord Lords of the New Church very well at all. Which song was that? Because I didn't. Uh, listen. Oh, geez, what's the name of it? Uh, is it Ready to Snap? Is that the song? Huh, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, hold on a second. Yeah, Ready to Snap. Um, so Michael Monroe actually from Hanoi Rocks. He's uh, he's Lords of the New Church have reformed, even though Steve is dead clearly. Um, and, but Michael Monroe is the new singer of Lords of the New Church. So I don't know if it's a full-time gig, obviously, but uh, but anyway, he sings he sings this uh, Lord's cover for this Black Halos uh, on this Black Halos album, twelve tracks, and uh, everyone is good, and they know how to vary up the tempo, and you know there's some super fast bangers on here, and there's some powerful ones, and then there's some ones you know a little slower. Uh, it's it's just a great great record, I love it a lot. Uh, I was lucky enough to get the because uh, that was also one of the ones where the vinyl shipped probably four or five months after the after it was released digitally. So it sold out. It sold out fast. Right? It did. Yeah, it sold out really fast. So I I just actually received it like a like a couple of weeks ago. So uh, so yeah, that's my number three, and I'm actually gonna play a track from it. I am gonna play the uh, it's the first track on the album. It's called "A History of Violence." So yeah, this is the Black Halos with a history of violence. Don't die. 
There we go, the Black Halos from Canada. From all over Canada, I think. I think Billy lives on the East Coast, maybe, and the guitarist lives on the West Coast. Something like that. What was he in the UK? I, think that. I was thinking they were all out West. Um, yeah, I think there was some... When we when we talked about getting him on, I think he wanted to get the guitarist on, but there was some kind of time zone problem or something. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, mis, maybe I'm misremembering that. But anyway. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a great record. I I like it a lot. So uh, so yeah, Black Halos, How the Darkness Doubled. Yeah, look for that. It's good. Hmm. So to, uh, uh, for two and one, should we both do our number two, play a song, and then do our number one or something? Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. So my number two, Neil. Yes, sir. I chose based on the fact that I thought you were counting what year the vinyl came out rather than what year it started came out digitally yeah and this one this one really surprises me but it's fine it's great i think it's awesome that you that you shook it up a little bit so well i just great. there's for pure listenability i think this is as good as any record that came out this year every time i listen to it i'm like oh i love every song on this thing um it is avenues we're all doomed and avenues uh, avenues are from uh Milwaukee. Milwaukee, there you go. Avenues from Milwaukee. Yeah, I saw them with Jerk at uh, Lias Club. Yeah, and this, yeah. This, band, this band has been around a long time. They've got a 10-inch and a 7-inch and a 12-inch. Hmm. They've run the gauntlet, I guess, huh? Yeah. Run run the gauntlet. But yeah, uh, but this this record is so good, Neil. Did you pick this one up or no? Um, I do, yes. I bought it at the show. As a matter of fact, I bought it from the band. Um, and uh, it's a, I do talk about another, again, much like New Rocket Union, small band. But they've got a great, it's a great looking record. It's a great cover. The yep. vinyl is fantastic. They've done a yep. really, really nice they, job. It's not have, it's not a cheap piece of you know, a no, cheap no. thing you pick up at a show, you know. Matter of fact, they did I think a black like a or I'm sorry, they did like a purple swirl or something, like an orange. You blowing your nose, Neil? I'm sorry, I sneezed my head off, so I, I sorry about But that. no, there's like a it was, there was like an orange variant and a purple variant, and they weren't straight orange or purple, they were like marble. Purple orange marble and purple marble. Great, like black and white comic book art. Yes, it's fantastic. It really is. The 10-inch, too. And, and the songs are just so catchy. I mean, I guess you could count this as like pop punk. But I, it's just man, got a bit more depth. Like a lot of pop punk, they're just singing about like girlfriends and stuff, right? And like yeah. just vapid stuff. Whereas this has got some balls and some guts to it. I really, it's I really like it. It's just a really, really good record. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to put this at number two. So, yeah, like I said, this is Avenues. We're all doomed. And we had Sean on, the bass player, right? Yeah, and the, it's the brothers, right? This, this... Yeah, yeah, the bass player and the, yeah. and the guitar player are, are brothers. And uh, real nice guy. I never did get to meet him when I was in Milwaukee last time, hanging out with uh, our buddy Mark from uh, DUIs. But Mark did get me a record from him. So um, I am going to play Blood on the Moon. This is Avenues from their We're All Doomed album, which came out digitally in 2021 on vinyl in 2022. We are all doomed. I'm sorry, we're all doomed is the record, and Blood on the Moon is the song.
All right, that was Avenues. That was Tom's number two of the year. Uh, Avenues with Blood on the Moon, and they are from Milwaukee. Four piece, I believe. Yeah, I yes. saw them. I should remember that. Yeah, four yeah, piece. Singer yeah. plays. Yeah, singer plays guitar. Yeah. yeah, I think Jerk was a three piece. Whatever, from what I remember. See, I think Jerk is a four piece too, but I think they might have toured as a three piece. But okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were a three piece, and they were they got very <laughs> they got they got angry when I bought that EP from uh, for you from them because I can't remember if I gave them cash or something. I gave them like I had like ten singles or something. And so he wasn't. There was something about it he wasn't particularly pleased with. But what what can you do? You know. What, what a what a what a great country when you get mad, <laughs> people give you money. Either that, or he had to give me change. I can't remember what it was, but it was something like that. But that was all I had because Lydia had spent all my money. There you go. Well, it's funny now. You go to these merch tables. Almost every merch table now. Well, maybe not almost everyone, but a lot of them they have a tip jar. Yeah, I've noticed. So that I'm gonna too. buy yeah. your thirty five dollar t shirt, and then I'm supposed to give a tip, and like. I feel like a jerk, but like, you know, I bought, when I was at that Chromex show, I bought a $15 7-inch, which is a lot of money for a 7-inch. Yep. Especially when I was a kid, I was buying it for 2 $3. I mean, I get it. Times change. But I gave him a 20 and I waited on my change, and I'm just like, I mean, am I supposed to put this 5 in the tip jar? Because I'm not. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I mean, it's a PBR and tip. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, oh, it, yes, it is. But I know a lot of venues now are actually taking half the band's uh, merch, men- uh, merch well, menu, right? Yeah, I- and I, I, I wish I knew which ones were doing that too. Uh, that is really sleazy. But it's, I think it's a lot like the Ticketmaster venues. Yeah, I can guarantee that House of Blues is doing that. Yeah, yeah, guarantee yeah. Guarantee that, right? I mean, I'm hoping like the pyramid scheme where I go and like the intersection. I'm hoping they don't really do that. Right. Yeah, I hope Reggie's doesn't do that. But I guess that would explain why T-shirts are going to like thirty-five dollars now. That explains why Misfits T-shirts are like sixty-five dollars or something. Of course, <laughs> yeah. you know, Neil. The first show I went to, T-shirts like. Not punk show necessarily, but like the first big show I went to, like rock show, t-shirts were like fifteen bucks. Like twenty years, twenty five years later, they're up to twenty. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's true. Adjustment. Actually, I was I went. That's one show, one thing I always meant to ask you on the show is, do, what's the oldest t-shirt that you want from a band from a gig that you went to? You know, do you I have any old ones? If I would buy them, I would generally wear them out. So you don't really have any super. Old no, ones? I mean the the only thing I might have are some like. Extra large is from before I got so fat, maybe, but I don't know how old. I never really looked. I had a really great bag of vintage T-shirts and one bag that was all garbage, and my wife threw away the good ones. And oh, that's a shame, man, because those things fucking sell for so much money. Yeah, on, like, it's eBay funny, and right? shit. Yeah, because yeah, I was, I, I definitely have a lot. I still have a lot of them, dude. My closet is stacked so high with black T-shirts, I don't even know what to do with them. Yeah, I've got a Mesias T-shirt from nineteen eighty-two. Which does not fit me anymore. The sleeves were hacked out of it. It was like a medium because wow. I, I weighed nothing back then. So it but was like a first, medium. You gotta remember, my first show I went to was like 89. Right. I think I was probably wearing a large t shirt then, but I'm not sure. I think I've got a Ramones Escape from New York tour t shirt from 89. And I have a social distortion shirt from 89. And a social mm. distortion tour, tour shirt from 1990, which has got a boot print on the back. So I think those are the oldest ones that I have. Yeah, I don't think I have anything that old. I mean, I had that Social Distortion Dickies jacket, like the black. Oh, that, that one. Yeah, yeah. That was a great jacket. What, what size is it? Is it fit you uh, I, think I think I have an extra large. Does it fit you or not? No, no. You might have to give that to me then. That's but you know, the good. funny thing is that was my daily. I mean, that was like my daily jacket. It's worn. I mean, it's not worn out, but it's heavy worn. 
Yeah, it's it does a it's a great looking jacket. I mean, that's one thing they have done. They they realized yep. the the they could sell merch for. I bought that in in the nineties, early nineties, for fifty bucks. Yeah, it seemed like a ton of money, right? To be it buying was, that, it yeah. was a ton of money because yeah. I was a young guy, didn't have that much money. But I'm telling you, I wore that thing for years. I wore it everywhere. Yeah, used to get all kinds of comments on that. I got it hanging down in the basement. Still, I have it. I bet you it's probably got a lighter in the pocket still. <laughs> it's like some weed in there. Six, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. But anyway, all right, Neil. What about you for number two, buddy? Number two, I have Ravagers, uh, friends from New Jersey, with their album Badlands. Baltimore, dude. Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore. I'm sorry, Baltimore. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, Baltimore. I mean, the worst insult you can tell somebody from Maryland is say they're from New Jersey. I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see. I'm I'm getting my duck rotten and on that confused. I'm gonna decap you next time I see you. Yeah, uh, from Baltimore. Uh, take two. Yeah, Ravagers from Baltimore with their album Badlands. Um, this came out when, like February or something. Pretty early. Yeah, because I saw them in April with Susie Moon touring this record, and I knew. I think I bought the vinyl, but I already knew all the songs. So it's a great record. Ten, again, 10 songs. Um, yep. Love it. Every song is a bang. Every song is great. You know, rock, punk, rock and roll, dead boys kind of thing. It's it's just fucking awesome. Every every track on the on the track on the album is awesome. They're, they're great live. You know, the, the, the first really, uh, the first song on the record, I think it's called Down That Road or something. Yeah, like that, was the, that was a single that came out first. Yeah, it was it's it's the it's. It's one of the best songs you'll hear. It's the best song you hear this year. I mean, it's it's tremendous. This record came out early. I knew this. I listened to this thing a couple times. I'm like, any record wants to be the best record of the year, they're going to have to beat this. And I didn't think anybody did, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I mean, I just, it, it was just so good. There's a difference between me and Tom. Tom Tom is very loyal. If he listens to an album and likes it early on, it's very, very difficult to beat out. Like The, well, drown, you have the to Drowns beat, did that years a couple of years ago, right? For you. What's that? The Drowns did album did that for you a couple yep. of years Drowns ago. Co- Drowns came out in like January uh, last year. That I know, I think Drowns made it come out in February. I don't remember that Antagonizer's ATL last record yeah. last year. Yeah, Tom man, if like, Tom, if Tom so, likes you early, man, he'll stick with it. This is so good, but I mean, it was, and I still will, I still throw that. And I still think it's great. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't it hasn't changed my mind. But, yeah, uh, yeah. And same, yeah, and same with all those. You know, I, I like to think that you can look back on these top top. 10 because i really do feel good about every one of these top 10 that i'll be able to look back at and still throw it on and enjoy any one of them right yeah these are, i mean yeah like, like you said before even though we might have something at number 10 or number nine these are all quality records and they all deserve to be listened to it's yeah. not like we just you know threw something on there because we didn't have we had to make the top 10 these are all quality records the fact had... that is, even at our old age with our too many records already you know to add 10 great records a year to your collection even though it's probably more like 15 or so you know but if you just add 10 great new records to your collection every year that's pretty good right yeah and i think i have all of my top 10 i have eight of them on vinyl and the only reason i don't have sack on vinyl yet is because uh it hasn't come out yet i'll see you and raise you i'm at nine save the the house ghost actually for me they just hasn't come out yet and same with me i'm at nine uh the only one i don't have is the Video bus kills because it is not on my own yet. Ah, yeah, right. That might never. And be, I have right. the I have the CD. Okay. Um, and I'll be fine when it comes out. So yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Ravages. I had that Badlands at number two, and um, it's great. But I know that Tom is going to be playing a song from that because I believe Tom, you have it as your number one album of the year, correct? I do. It's just, it, like I said, I heard it early on, just thought it was amazing. And uh, 
I didn't hear anything I thought was better. Fair enough. That's, um, that's fair enough. It is a great record. Yeah. Everything about it. Once again, I, I have black. I don't know if you got a variant or not. Just I did. Black. I got the Matter of fact, yeah. I ordered the very last one of the first batch. Oh, wow. Cool. Because the label owner said, you got the last one. Um, that was on uh, Spaghetti Town Records. Yeah. I mean, you would like to think an album like this sold a shit ton and is like in its second or third pressing. I don't know if that's true. Well, that's I hope thing, so. right? It sold I the hope first so. pressing. Was the first pressing 200 copies or was it 1,000? Yeah, I... right, right. Yeah. Uh, but I saw, I just saw it's getting a second pressing even as we speak. Okay, good, 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 good. Because it is... So yeah, you awesome. might get a second chance. Yeah, and maybe they'll sell like ten more copies because of our show tonight. Who knows? Well, same with that, with that, with that uh, Black Halos. I mean, if the first batch sold out so fast, you'd think they'd do another. I mean, I get it; it's hard and it's a big risk to try to figure out how many, you know, to order right off the bat. But, uh, you know, you're leaving money on the table if you sell it that fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But once again, did they do four hundred or did they do two thousand? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. But anywho, yeah. So you want me to play that song? Yeah, play the song. Play it out. Well, and it's funny because I do think Down That Road, the first song, I think is the best song on the record, but they're all great. I mean, so White Widow. I mean, so many so many great songs on this record. Not a clunker, once again. Um, but I, even, Neil, have you noticed like a lot of like 60-something-year-old punk-adjacent musicians has just been dropping dead lately? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. I mean, it's right before Christmas, and it's just like, bam, bam, bam. The most prominent one, of course, being Terry Hall from the specials, the singer. Yep. But I saw just a ton of, like, musicians have been dropping dead, so... Anyway, I don't not this. That's not necessarily what this song is about, but I just thought of this one. Another great song from the record. I know we've played down that road a couple times we played but we played a bunch of songs from this record obviously yes the problem with, with having an album with only 10 songs on it right you probably play play played all well, not, not only having 10 songs on it but when we had the guy on as a guest yep yep so we played a bunch of them so anyway yeah i want to play uh this is dedicated to all the guys musicians dropping dead in the last couple weeks this is called shake the reaper
that was uh, Tom's number one album of the year. That was Ravages with uh, Shake the Reaper off the album Badlands that came out early, early 2022. And... Uh, yeah, if you probably going to be our consensus number one at the end of the day. If you don't have it, you should probably go out and buy it immediately because it is fucking excellent, and you will you like it. Walk, as you a matter, put yourself in the face for not already having it. As a matter of fact, um, I was mentioning in two oh eight, maybe uh, Mark McGill, a friend from Liverpool who was in uh, you know numerous bands, including that new one with the guy from with Mackie from Blitz. Okay. Um, I was texting him. I was just interested. I asked him what his top 10 was, if he had one. And he didn't really have one, but he put together some English bands that he said I should listen to. And he said, what should I listen to? So I said, go listen to The Ravagers and go listen to, uh, uh, what else did I say? I think I said, go listen to Slaughter Boys. So he did, and he, he listened to The Ravagers right away, and he loved it. So, I mean, I don't think he's a punk rock and roll guy. I think he's a pretty hardcore dude, but he actually loved the Ravages, so that that says something right there, right? That's just quality songwriting is. Yeah, I think is crosses there. over the yeah, genre. Right? Exactly, exactly. I okay. got. I was gonna say, go ahead. I, I would say I have another list too. I could I could share. We actually a bunch of people have shared them with us, but I have one right in front of me. We have a oh. couple of real regular kind of characters a couple of our regular characters that we well, talk about a lot that i have lists from if you want to go over that for a minute well let me but, do my number one first yep do it so my number one is i say it could have been ravages seriously probably could have been black halos if if i went and wanted but uh my number one is slaughter boys so um tom obviously talked about him earlier on um yeah slaughter boys with their album till the end of the week I absolutely love this record. Every song is great from the very... I mean, it opens amazingly. Um, just like the Ravagers record, actually, right? They, they both got fantastic opening tracks that pull you right yep. in. And uh, Slaughter Boys with Till the End of the Week. It's just a fantastic, fantastic record. Uh, it was Tom's number four. It's my number one. And, uh, yeah, I, I love it. So hoping they do put something else out soon, you know? Um, I'll, I'm, actually, more than that, I'm hoping they tour the, uh, the Midwest at some point so we can go see these songs live because i'll be really looking forward to that so um yeah so this is off that album this is slaughter boys with begging for love
All right, that was my number one album of the year, Slaughter Boys with Begging for Love on uh, Garage Rock Records, right, Tom? Yep. Yep, our friend uh, Jason. So. Well, yeah. here, let me let me share a couple of lists, Neil. Okay, so this is some of our listeners' lists, correct? Well, first I'm going to go with Dr. Disc, our pal from Goldmine, our good buddy from Goldmine, whose name I always use his proper name, but I'm going to try to use his professional name, Dr. Disc. <laughs> We've done some events. His name's with. Alan, everybody. Good, good friend of ours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, it, the first episode we had him on, I said his last name. He's got some like kind of Russiany last name. Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yes, Doctor Disc Stalin. Uh, Putin. <laughs> he's, he's, yes, a yes. he's not very popular at the moment, but you know, yeah, not very, for whatever yeah. reason. All right. So at number 10, he's got the Bobby Lees with Bellevue. I don't know the Bobby Lees. I don't either. No idea. Number nine, he's got Suburban Resistance, Songs of the Dead. Now, these guys are a pretty hard-edged band. I don't know where they're from, but he gave me one of their records. It's pretty cool, like hardcore punk type stuff. Hmm. Number eight, he's got Poison Boys. Don't don't you turn on me. Um, seven, he's got Holy Fawn, Dimensional Bleed. I don't you know, know what that is. Do you know who that is? I have no idea. Let me look that up real fast. That's a strange name. Holy number six. He's, number six. I'm going to keep going if you don't mind. Yep. Number no, six. Go he's ahead. got number six. He's got the Bruce Lee band. One step forward, two steps back. Now that's Mike Park from Asian Man. I think that's a ska band. Oh dear. Number five. He's got Spoon Lucifer on a sofa, which I don't know what that is. I think it's like indie rock kind of thing. Number four. He's got Jack White, Fear of the Dawn. Jack White is a guy from Detroit who used to play in the White Stripes and is a quadrillionaire. <laughs> um, number three, he's got the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Fire doesn't grow on trees. I don't know what that is. I I've know, heard... I know he loves them because I know he went to the Vic to see them, and he offered That's me, like an he indie, offered that's me like tickets. Rock band too, right? Uh, I, you know what? I feel like it's one of those things. I feel like I should know, and I do not. Because by the name of the band, they sound more important than they probably are. Well, that's like Brian like Jones, pretentious and... college indie rock band, right? An American musical outfit led by frontman Anton Newcomb. Oh, dear. Formed in San Francisco. Who is this? Brian Jonestown Massacre. Oh, okay. Oh, here we go. The early music was in a shoegaze style following their debut album, but they soon transitioned to a broader style of psychedelic rock. Oh, dear. Mm. Yeah. Not all thing, I don't think. Sounds like something you could really get into, much like Spoon, Lucifer on a Sofa. This looks like the seven guys in the band, and they've all got beards, so that doesn't look like it's my kind of thing at all. Yes. Number two is is probably a little more up your alley, Neil. That is The Damned, A Night of a Thousand Vampires. I don't, is that a live album? Or is it it is. It's a live album, and I find that strange to put on a top ten list is to put a live huh. album on there. Interesting. Well, listen, you can put whatever he wants. And he's got number one, Neil. Number one, Susie Moon, Dumbin' in Love. Okay, well, hey. So that's good. That's cool. Interesting list. Alan is Alan is likes punk rock stuff, but he, I mean, I'm sorry, Doctor Disc Putin likes <laughs> he likes um, punk stuff, but he's also he's probably more you know a rock and roll guy too, as much you know, not necessarily like a straight punk. You know, he listens to a lot of stuff, so that's an interesting. Uh, and I want I want to do one more. Maybe we'll get some some more early in the year next year. Oh, but, I can I, I can I can go over a couple too. So you could do we're doing these pretty fast, so it's fine. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna say I'm looking for Jake's. I'm gonna find that. I've real got quick. Jake's. I've got Jake's. 
Okay, that was um, the other one I thought we'd go over. Jake, um, our good friend, Jake, has been a friend of the show and for a long Jake, time. Jake, and I must, say, I must say, not only is Jake a friend of the show, he was on episode 200, but Jake has been very, uh, has given, has helped us line up a couple of low-key, really uh, good guests, and he's he's just he's just a good dude, good, good friend of ours. And, and dude, I have to say, <laughs> when you look at his top 10 list, you can tell he's a friend of the show. Um, and, and well, then, he's, he's definitely, listen, he's a punk and roller. That is his, yeah. like, that is his wheelhouse. And to be honest, he's turned us onto a lot of this stuff. So I, yeah, I, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. Number yeah, 10. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's like a bigger influence on the show than we know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Number 10, he's got meth rats with ultimate culprit. I think we turned him onto that. So yeah. yeah. Number nine, he's got Ricky Rat. He put out his first solo album uh, with Ghosts of Isolation, which actually should have made my honorable mentions because I have that and I do like it. I, well, I, the thing I do is, like it. I just got he, it, though. He fronts a band called the Ricky Rat Pack or something like that. So this is his first, like, yeah, it's weird. I don't, I don't know. It's it's kind of like Tom Petty versus Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, that's right. Number eight, he's got Susie Moon, Dumbin' in Love. So everyone's got it on the list, you know, but he's got yeah. it at number eight. Um, number seven, he's got Mr. Phils. Mr. Phils? P-H-Y-L-Z-Z-Z. I have no idea. But the name of the album is great. Cancel Culture Club. Yeah, that I is love your... that. <laughs> that is awesome. I must say, I don't know anything about this band. So, Jake, please let us know something about Mr. Phils. Phils. Number six, he's got New Rocket Union, which he probably got from us, I would guess, right? I would think. Twin Cities Breakdown. Number five, Poison Boys, Don't You Turn On Me. So maybe I was wrong to not put Poison Boys in as a 2022 album because everyone else has got it on there. So you know what? I'm dropping it in as a number 3B. How's that? Um, number four, he's got Soy City Stranglers with Black Deuce. Do now, you know I think what? they're from Pittsburgh. I don't know where they're from either. I've heard of them, but I haven't heard them. Actually, maybe that's why I got Mud City Manglers mixed up. Why I thought they had a new album. Yeah, Soy City Stranglers. And well, think, and they did get theirs. Theirs was reissued, I think, by that Spaghetti Town again. Okay. And I think I did listen to a track off this, and it's I think it's pretty straight ahead uh, hardcore, I believe. Um, huh. The Soy City Stranglers. Anyway. Um, number three, he has the Black Halos, How the Darkness Doubled. Number two, he's got the Oxys, A Day with the Oxys. And number one, he has Ravages with Badlands. So right in right in line with us. Hmm. Yeah, very, there you go. very much so, yep. You know how like uh, like pets and their owners start to look the same after a while? <laughs> yes. That, that's maybe us with our listeners. I guess, yeah, for sure. We need a, we need a list from Richard White. I've, for got, two I've got it. Dude, I've got it. Oh, you do? Because do. A, we need to find out some more pop punk stuff, and B, we need to ridicule him. Yes, I, yes, I will, I will so do that far, in a second. I'm listening. I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going to have to listen carefully. You want me to do the Richard White list? Yeah, sure. Richard's, right. Richard's a known character. It's good, dude. It's good. This is going to be like Heather Wheat, because we'll not have heard of most of these bands, I have to admit. Okay. Uh, well, number 10, he's got the Mangies. Obviously, Book of Hate for Good People. We know I'm them. sure that's a great record, man. Their yeah. records are good. I'm sure it is, too. I'm sure it's great. I just didn't listen to it. Yeah. Um, number nine, a band called Chained Bliss. Chained Bliss. Huh. The album's self-titled. Don't know that. That's kind of a cool name for a band. Chained Bliss, yeah. I mean, it's probably... It, 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 
Richard goes to such weird shows. He sends all these, you know, he always puts his pictures in our Facebook group and stuff. It always looks like it's being held in like an elementary school library or something. It, does. it totally does. Or like and, an and insane you... asylum or something. I, I don't know what's going on, but. And you know what? It's not just the venue. It's the other people at the gig. They look like they could be in a library. Exactly. Like... But the important thing is if you're taller than about six feet tall and you see Richard at a show, stand just in stand right in front of him. Yep. Yeah. He'll be the drunk guy at the back. <laughs> in sandals yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. socks and sandals um number right, eight sorry, number eight he's got, he's got starter jackets which you know i think heather had that on her list too right starter jackets that. yeah with dead moles yep um number seven irish handcuffs with transitions well, that, that sounds vaguely familiar but hmm. maybe i'm thinking of irish car moms yeah so yeah yeah what's that other one is it chinese handcuffs I don't know. Uh, Chinese finger cuffs? Yeah, that's it. Chinese finger cuffs are what I was thinking of. Yeah, that dirty thing. Um, so number six, he's got sack with Ripper, like me. See, there you go. Yep. Number five. That's the Venn, hey, that's the Venn diagram between Neil and Richard. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we got, we got one thing in it. Yes, yeah, sack. Yes. You guys both enjoy sack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay, number five. I don't know if this is A-V-E-M. Or Avum. I'm not sure so, how you're supposed to pronounce that. I hear that. a lot of people. Is that the two stoned birds or something like that? Three birds stoned. Three birds. You know, I hear a lot of people talking about this, Neil. I have not listened to it. it the name of it turns me off, but I, a lot of people are talking about this. So maybe maybe, maybe it needs a listen. Uh, you know who else is turning off apparently is Discogs because I cannot find it on Discogs. You're probably spelling it wrong. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I can find no sign of that at all. What's it called? Two, three birds stoned? Hmm. All right, keep reading. Uh, okay. Three birds stoned, have them. There it is. I'm sorry. Uh, let me go back to that. Oh, uh, it doesn't have... Avum, like, means, like, bird, doesn't Doesn't Avum mean bird? Doesn't, like, don't know, but, or... but there's no information on this at all. And... Isn't it Latin for a female bird's private parts? Uh, well, as most things with, uh, with Richard... He appears to go to the bands that have the worst possible cover art in the whole world. <laughs> and it's always some like shitty cartoon that looks like it was done by like a five-year-old. So this album cover, let me describe it to you. It's got a um it's got an owl smoking a uh, smoking a dube. Hand drawn penis. Um it's got a cardinal doing a bong. And it's got what looks like a pigeon smoking a bowl. And it's got oh. it's got pot leaves all over it. So there we go. This seems like it's, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to say it. Fuck these guys. There you go. I'm going to say it. Number four, Steel Justice, The Way the Cookie Crumbles. Wait, that sounds like a hardcore band, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's probably reggae. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be a cartoon cover again with, yeah, who knows. <laughs> um, number three has got Dropped Out, Get Lost. Hmm. Do you know Dropped Out at all? I don't know that one either. No, I don't either. Uh, number two, the windowsill. This was obviously Heather's number one album of the this year. Just, I think this is just to test you because you hate the name of that band so much. Um, and and you know what? I did actually listen after after Heather came on. I did give the album a listen, and it's not. It certainly isn't bad. No, it's, it's very it's, poppy. It's I, just it, it, but it's it's not. I wouldn't even call it uh, power pop. Uh, pop punk or whatever it's power pop it's a straight power pop album is what yep. it is which is it's fine I, but have that's what it is. I have a split with them and uh jagger holly whatever, okay whatever jagger holly is so steel justice 
they're definitely by the looks of them not a hardcore band no <laughs> no look like a five-year-old could beat them up um <laughs> okay and number one is a band called no matter with uh, bad chemistry is oh. his number one album of the year well, I'll tell you what. If I remember tomorrow, I should try to listen to No Matter. I would like to listen to his number one. See what's see what's, see what's turned him on. No Matter. I'm trying to look him up right now. And another one that Discogs appears to not want to find. So Richard mm. with the very obscure records because uh, doesn't even appear. Well, to be I'll there. tell you what. The guy goes to a lot of shows. He and, does. Uh, he really does. He really does go to that library a lot. <laughs> seems to be living his best life so all right well we got a lot more. we got a lot more maybe we'll try to go some over some more of them later but uh so yeah, well, well let me you know what the, the last one let me do it because i've got it here real fast yeah um i've got mailman mike oh so yeah, if, yeah if you gotcha. want me to do that one real fast um so number 10 i don't have the names of these albums because he didn't give them uh number 10 he has a band called high viz don't know if you know so them. he sent me a playlist and i listened to I think he sent me 11 okay. songs, like one from each album or whatever. Uh, most of it was pretty interesting, but he's, he's got a lot more eclectic taste than you'd expect. Like some of his stuff is definitely like a post-hardcore stuff and yeah. there's some kind of poppy it, punk stuff. It's kind of all over the place. It is. He's, I mean, good for him. He's, he is all over the place. So yeah. number 10 is High Viz. Number nine is Sack. Okay. Uh, number eight, Radio Buzz Once Kills. again, Mike the Mailman, Neil, and Richard all love Sack. Yeah. <laughs> We do, yes. Yes, it's a very fine album, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, number eight, Radio Buzzkills. Cool. Number seven, Beach Rats. Yep, he loved that Beach Rats yep. album. Number six, Wilhelm Scream. So he's got more in common with our good friend Ricky than... I say uh, Ricky had that too, right? Yeah. yeah, oh, he did. Yeah, Ricky loved it, yes. I think it's terrible, but there we go. I think it's all right. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's all right. Number five, Ways Away, I'd never heard of. Now this this was one on the playlist. I only listened to one song from each record, but I was I thought this was real cool. Hmm, okay, never heard of it. Number four was a band called Fake Names. Okay, I remember that one. Hmm. Number three, and I didn't know these guys put out a new album this year. Sam, I am. Yeah, I, I, I never got too much into them. I know Mel, but Mike has some kind of. Uh, uh, communication it, with these guys or yeah, something, right? He's friends with them or something, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Number two is a band called Meat Wave, which is yeah, uh, they're, they're cool. It's a that's a upsetting name. Um, and his number one of the year is a band called Bad Nerves, which is a good band name. I never heard. Have you yeah, heard of this, them? Like I said, I listened to his whole list. Uh, I listened to one song from each. I'd have to go back, but no, it was some it was some cool stuff. It was interesting, but once again. You know, amazing that I mean he's he's a little younger than than I am, but I mean we're kind of in the same orbit. And uh, you know, same with Jake. You know, Jake's in his Jake's in his early forties. You know, Richards in his mid fifties. We're all sort of in the same orbit, but we all have different you know different lists. So it's all good. So Bad Nerves list themselves as they're from East London, and they're a five member garage rock band. So there you go. That's how they bill themselves. Uh and they're happily yeah, he, even had, he even had some stuff on his that was like reminding me of like cold wave stuff like kind of dance he, he does he does he likes post-punk and he likes cold yeah. wave but apparently he told us just because he likes to go to he, got, he likes to go to goth clubs and see girls with big boobs dancing about well i mean <laughs> so, he's only human yes yes he yes he is but that appeared to be human. the the attraction to the uh to the goth bands for him so i'll tell you what bouncing breasts 
I'll tell you what. In conclusion. In conclusion, what have we learned today? Well, you can, of course, reach us at punctualidice77 at Gmail on our punctualidice Facebook group. We got a lot of uh, reactions from Heather being on, including uh, one of the guys from, uh, I think I told you this, Neil, one of the guys from the McCrackens reached out to me. Yeah, it was was actually very cool. Which is always interesting because we weren't, like we weren't like total dicks, but we weren't like we were, we were sort of making fun of them, right? Like right. having a little, yeah. But anyway, super nice guy, and uh, I think he actually sent us some stuff. So, uh, so, so Thomas, Thomas, let me let me, let me uh, just stop you there a second. So, if we were to do an amalgam of our two lists, yes, then Ravagers would be Al- Punk Till I Die album of the year. Slaughter Boys would be second. Nice. So that's our top two albums of the year. When we combine my list and your list, Ravages came first on your list, second on my list. Slaughter Boys came first on my list and fourth on your list. So those would be the two albums of the year for uh, for Punk Till I Die. And I think that's I think that's absolutely fair enough. Well, I was gonna say because two years ago we had the consensus number one that was the Drowns because I think we yep. both had them number two on the list. Right. And then last year, we just pretty much, I mean, you had one and I had the other. I, I mean, I, I had Antagonist ATL and you had, we just had to have two, basically. Right. Well, yeah. What was yours? I don't even remember. Do you remember? Oh, uh, shit. I don't think I do, to be honest, which isn't oh. a good sign, but I don't remember. I mean, I mean, I remember. I th- like, oh, I think it was, uh, I think it was, uh, Amal and the Sniffers, I believe. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That didn't age well. I think that was my I think that was my album of the year. Yes, yes, it was, yeah, Army Sniffers. Yes. Um, oh, what I was gonna say. Okay, so yeah, of course you can reach out to us. Tell us your list. Tell us our list suck. Tell us, you know. But the other thing I would talk about real briefly, Neil, is there anything coming out next year that you're looking forward to that you know of? <laughs> it's maybe that low. That low. I think Mike Ness has promised a new social distortion record. <laughs> <That new social laughs> yes, yes, yes. Maybe, maybe we'll see it next year before yes, he dies. You should hold your breath until that comes out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I, well, I'm hoping that Zoonoids album uh, sees the oh, light yeah, of yeah, day. So, I forgot about that. Zoonoids, definitely. Yeah. Captain Heroes is supposed to have a new album out next year. Um, I'm assuming, after, I'm assuming all these, I mean, the Oxys obviously have a new album. Do you go already? You're looking forward to? The, which one? New Metallica. Okay, sure. You can look forward to that. Um, I think Ravager should have a new album out, I would imagine, because this one's been out since, like, February, so I'd imagine. I mean, nobody makes a record every year anymore, Neil. I think you're being a little overly optimistic. It's only 10 songs, you don't think? Well, but that that was their first album. They've been around for, like, 10 years. Hmm. I bet they have an album this year. I'll take take a bet on that one. Uh, Yeah, okay. uh, You can buy me a beer. (laughs) Oh, I I think Rancid is supposed to have an album out next year. Wow, I'd rather have a average of them. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just trying to, you know, you know. Well, think I'm trying to think because there was some. I'm trying. There was something really on my. A couple things on my radar. I'm so. I'm sure NoFX will have an album out every year because they do, right? I'm sure they'll have some shitty album. Boy, I haven't cared about their albums for quite a few years now. But yeah, no, that I'm definitely looking forward to the Zonoids album. I'm trying to think, it seems like there was something else that was kind of in that realm but you know no you're you're likely to get a new teenage bottle rocket album next year now it's been a couple years for them there's a few bands that are probably put on a new album next year right yeah i'd imagine that would be correct they seem to put one out every other year yeah i'd imagine they will and if he stops having kids for five seconds (laughs) (laughs) 
There you go. And hopefully there'll be some some new bands putting out stuff that we love because let's face it, this time last year we didn't know Ravages, right? We didn't That's know true. we didn't know fucking well we knew Slaughter Boys a bit, but you know I mean well I tell you what one that would be good Gross Polluter. Let's hope the Gross Polluter puts oh, out a new album, yeah. right? That would just yeah. It's funny because Ravagers are actually the most famous alums of our uh, Best of Spam. There you go. They just I, we got on the Spaghetti Town. Uh, list and i just listened to the bill like oh man this is really good and it kind of went from there that was cool yeah one in a million awesome stuff anyway all right well i'm out of beer i'm gonna have one more before i go to bed so let's say congratulations to ravages as being the yes, punk yes. i die consensus you know what the only other uh bands that we had uh together on our lists was new rocket union doc, doc rotten and Susie moon those were the so only there you bands go. we had top five. yep it's top five yep so, all right. So there you go. Well. So anyway, yeah, we, we've, uh, I don't know, I guess, I don't know if we'll talk to you again before the new year or not. So I want to wish everybody a happy new year. And... Well, Merry Christmas first. It's not even Christmas Yeah, Merry yet. Christmas. Happy yeah. new year. Yeah. We got well, a, so of course, fair... you won't hear this before Christmas, so never mind. I was going to say, yeah, because Christmas is a couple days away only. Uh, and the other thing I will say is, I think we're going to be hitting January pretty hot. We got a real interesting list of potential guests uh for january so yeah it, which is good because january tends to be pretty slow for shows up here in the upper midwest so yeah, for sure yeah so yeah we'll get back to our basics of talking to guests and uh record collecting stuff yep yep for sure so uh, anyway tom it's been a pleasure and uh, everybody thank you for supporting us this year thanks for joining the facebook group and all that stuff and writing in and uh you know keep doing it and we'll keep doing these shows Right. Thanks, everybody. We'll yeah. Smell you there. Yeah. Keep a little mark in your heart. Stay free. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye, bye. Okay, that brings us to the end of another show. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, keep a little mark in your heart, and we'll be back the same mark time, same mark channel. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Ah, <laughs> ever get the feeling you've been cheated? Good night. What a fucking rotter. What a load of old shit. Thank you, fuck you, bye, boom.